Welcome one and all to episode 29 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. Today is February 2nd, 2020, and I'm Chris, the editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week is Scotty, our managing editor. How's it going, man? Toot toot, I'm here, and uh, since it is the second, happy birthday to my brother who probably doesn't listen to this and is overseas right now, but happy birthday. He was born on Groundhog's Day. What's his name? Paul. Paul. Happy birthday, Paul. Yep. So, yeah, I'm good. How's it going over there? Good, good. We went out uh, for a quick bite uh, this morning, got some breakfast, and uh, now Jamie and the, the, the girls went to go shopping. And uh, so I'm kind of left here with the boys. They're downstairs playing some video games. And, Was that? Uh, did you eat at the place with the mismatched coffee mugs? No, that's uh, Kitchen 87, which is oh, amazing. Okay. We went to this other diner um, in Vincent Town. So yeah, uh, really, I, uh, really good place. when we you took us there when we were out at Too Many Games, and I was like, nobody has. Oh, they just bring out random coffee mugs. I love this. <laughs> it's kind of their thing. Yeah, like you'll you just weird coffee mugs it's all random it's a it's cool like lives there low-key place i love it the yeah. food's really good there it was neat so cool uh let's get into kind of some uh megavisions magazine updates um rob is getting really close to finishing up that april o'neill piece i know we keep saying that um seeming like every episode but he's actually getting close now he's starting um on the colors and everything and it's uh really coming together uh i'm really enjoying like what it what it's looking like so far uh we're gonna have a patreon uh update that's gonna go out early this next week so if you're hearing this it should have already gone out um so if you're a patreon member you can go there and check it out but the announcement basically what it's gonna be is that um everyone who was a patreon uh member will be getting a a, a print of the April O'Neil piece for free bundled in this issue. Um, so that's been kind of like, we teased it a little while ago uh, in one of the updates saying like, they're going to get a surprise. So that's what the surprise is going to be. You're going to get a free print of this. That's like, a, I, I can't remember the exact size. It may be poster size, maybe a little smaller. I can't remember, but um, anyway, it's going to be really, really awesome. Um, uh, I think Rob's just really proud of how this piece is coming together. And we were just trying to figure out some ways how we could say thank you uh, to our patrons and uh, and just also just kind of do this issue really big. Uh, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, I think I'm looking at the uh, the flat plan he posted on um, his Facebook before. Uh, and, and also, that's probably why he's not here right now. Uh, he posted that just seven hours ago. So I highly doubt he got enough sleep in between <laughs> doing that. So but uh, um, yeah, Sketchcraft has all that stuff on Facebook, but it looks really good. It's like his princess Leia one. He did forever ago for those of us, for those that saw us at too many games. Uh, you might remember that, that backdrop that we had of princess Leia playing some stuff and just surrounded by a bunch of star Wars garbage and merch and things. That's what this April O'Neil thing is sort of. Yeah. It's one of those like uh, tall vertical kind of displays that you see at conventions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're actually planning on getting another one of those created. And so, I won't be surprised if that April O'Neil piece makes it on to, to that one uh, yeah. the next time we go there. So if you go to Too Many Games next year, you'll probably see that there. I'm personally excited for it because it's involved. It just it just worked out this way. It's involved in the feature that I helped with, and I'm a big Turtles fan, so it's super cool for me too. 
yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. So that that whole layout looks amazing. Um, I, speaking of which, you've been spending a lot of this week doing some copy editing, going through the issue and stuff. So how has that been in your new role as managing editor? Um, it always starts with, all right, I'll start this now at this time, and I'll be able to get. Well, I I messaged you. I was like, I plan on going cover to cover today and doing all this, <laughs> and then like three hours later, I'm like, I got through one review. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, it, it's it's yeah. it's very much uh, combing the desert of any you know typos or uh, misprints or like different wrong page numbers. Like we were, this is gonna be this is gonna be the one. And Sketchcraft even said like it's gonna take like three to four issues before we really get our our feet on the ground. Um, and that's just that's a lot of what I've been doing right now is going through that stuff uh, and making sure all the T's are crossed and everything like that. Um, but I, and what's cool is also like when I, I try not to read reviews when I'm writing stuff or whatever, but for this feature um, I did go back and I found uh, one of those Sega vision, Sega visions magazines that I picked up actually had Hyperstone heist in there, like a review. And, oh, really? but it was such a loosely review or preview thing. Cause there was barely any text and it's just like screenshots everywhere of like, you can play through the game as this guy and this guy and this guy <laughs> and like no real actual coverage. Um, but but it reminded me like how much inspiration we take from that uh, and just the the crooked screenshots and like everything all over the place and like looking at the magazine now before it goes out, but editing everything and proofreading and everything. This is definitely going to be the best looking one that we've had. Um, and uh, it, it's been it's been a slow process reviewing and proofreading and but. Uh, and it's a double-edged sword because I'm reminded of all the stuff we cover, and then I start looking at like indie stuff and thinking, like, you know what? I should get this game because we covered it in our magazine. Oh, there's a physical mm-hmm. version. I should do that one, you know. <laughs> but yeah, before you know it, you spent you know hundreds of dollars on these games. Yeah, I will say I'm a little bummed that that Alex Kid. Uh, I won't give away too much, but we we interviewed the creator of Alex Kid two. Um, and I kind of wish I could have got a physical version of that, but it's going to be hard to come by. Yeah. Those are already going for like a stupid amount, uh, online. Yeah. So I was, I was, I wanted one as well, but I I don't know if he, I don't even know if he sold them or if he just kind of gave them away to certain people. It sounded like it was a combination, uh, cause it was definitely a passion project, but you can get the game free, um, uh, to get the ROM of it free, so but it, it's still it's a cool thing that it exists though, and that that's just a, what a time that we live in that those can even exist. So I, I have a feeling if people who read that that we might get a little bit of controversy on how the cartridges remain. I'm not going to go into that because I want people to read it. Um, but uh, but it's cool, and I'm I'm very excited for how this issue is turning out. I would say, and and <clears throat> you might be able to speak to this aside from like the in-depth stuff we had in the digital versions i would say that this is the most uh this issue has the most variety in terms of types of games covered and and types of features we have yeah for sure and that's something that we've you know we've been trying to 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 get to this whole time you know like we want to have a wide breadth of um coverage on on the type of games (laughs) we're doing so one of the things that we always want to do is you know obviously cover lots of retro stuff if we can we try to find a game from each uh, Sega platform, you know, maybe you yeah. know, going back to like the Master System or Game Gear, all the way up to the Dreamcast, and even stuff on on more, you know, like 360 and Xbox uh, or PS3. 
um, but then also the modern stuff as well. And then when we go features, you know, that, that gives us a little bit more, uh, you know, like uh, flexibility to, to cover stuff a little outside of Sega. Yep. Uh, but we also like to cover indie stuff as much as possible. Um, so we definitely want to try to get at least one indie game as far as a review or some sort of coverage in there each issue as well. So I really like how this one's coming together. I'm, I'm definitely, I say it every issue. I like, this is our best one yet, but I always <laughs> feel that way. I really truly do. And I think when people see what uh, this issue is, and once they get it in their hands, I think they'll agree um, that it's the best one yet for sure. Yeah. And we haven't even seen the cover yet. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what's crazy. So yeah. So what basically once Rob, once Rob finishes, uh, the he's April O'Neil piece. He's kind of. We want to put emphasis on. He's essentially doing two covers for this issue with this April O'Neil piece. So that's why it yeah. is taking so long. I think the. I think the April O'Neil piece is actually going to be a little bit more in depth than oh, what the cover is yeah. going to end up being. Right. Um, Probably be too it has just so many more characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's turned into a passion project for for Sketchcraft. Is what's happened. He he loves. If anyone listened to the last a sideshow when we did turtles, like you could just. He, listen to him and know that like he loves uh turtles so much and so it's it's become this whole thing with him um, yeah it's kind of taken on a life of its own and i do actually speaking of that i want to give a shout out on twitter to at cybersonic 8472 uh saying that we helped him get through a 72 hour work week so and that that podcast episode in in particular did so we we're glad you enjoyed it our passions and our hates and our just <laughs> what fuels us in that episode <laughs> yeah that was that was a, a fun one for sure so anyway uh like i said we'll have an, a, a patreon update this week uh so keep uh, an eye out for that um and more to come mm-hmm. so let's get into what we've been watching and what we've been playing uh scotty uh you're up first so let me know what you've been watching and playing yeah so um a little show that maybe some people have heard of finally dove into with rachel called twin peaks I've never watched that, but it's that, always been something I've wanted to. Well, I feel like that is a show, like, if you or I were maybe, like, five years older when it came out, it mm. probably would have been on our radar. Because it was definitely, yeah. like, something that I don't think either, either of us were watching TV at the time that this show was on. Like, I mean, like, mm. that specific time of day. Because um, we were probably either out doing stuff or playing games ourselves or whatever. But right. um, Twin Peaks. Anyone that knows David Lynch, the movie Firewalk with Me. Um, it, it or isn't the, is there Blue Velvet? Is that the other one? I think. Um, Twin Peaks is just a, a a weird small town mystery show. Um, for people that have no idea, Agent Cooper is an FBI agent that comes in because a girl was murdered, and they're not sure why, and he thinks it might be linked to a more nationwide murder. Um, this show is known for its weird characters and its crazy atmosphere. Um, I, I, I can understand why people love it, but I, and it, it, I'll get more into it. I don't think all of the characters are really that weird. Uh, and I think that might come from just the people I've interacted with through different jobs and, uh, backgrounds. Like I also, um, it's completely true. Small towns suck you in. And I worked with a high school drumline for a couple years in a very small town. So it's that town where like everybody's cousins with each other or everybody knows (laughs) what everybody's job and, and day to day life is about essentially like 
you know, or, you know, even almost like the the first little village in Shenmue where everybody has their pattern, but everybody knows what everybody else is doing, but not in right. a nosy like way. Right, like Smallville type of places. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know if you've ever lived in a place like that, Chris, or like worked mm-hmm. in a place like that, but like when I was uh, working with this high school drumline, I, I was more than just at the band practices and stuff because um, my roommate at the time, his dad was the band director, so I was always at his house specifically and like, and many multiple times like the kids in the drum line would just come over just to hang out and like talk about whatever's going on with the next big game coming up and like through that i was friends with a bunch of different members of the town and stuff like that and it's so it's very true that small towns very much suck you in so um this show like it's very relatable to me and um agent cooper has his just very what would maybe come off the sum as bizarre um, mannerisms and tics and like OCD stuff. But like a lot of that is very much how I feel I act in terms of my OCD, but you just, you find better ways to hide it and stuff. Um, oh, interesting. so that it's not so out of the ordinary. Cause who knows what someone might think of you at a job. If you like close a door three times or do whatever else, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's very I, – I very much like it. Um, Rachel's seen it before. She's seen the, the old series uh, a long time ago. Um, so we're rewatching on a Netflix right now. We got through the first season, and we're into the, the second season now. And then I think it was only two seasons originally, and then they re, – not redid it, but, like, continued it just recently on Showtime or something. Um and uh, I have seen the movie Fire Walk with me. That was actually one of the first things Rachel and I did before we even started dating was watch that movie. Uh, probably watch it again because I sure don't remember <laughs> much of it. But um, it's cool. Twin Peaks is it, my hot take. Twin Peaks is okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, have you? You said you've never watched that though, or like anything. I've never it? watched. I know it's it's somewhat polarizing. I think it's one of those where you really really like it or it's just not your thing at, at all. Um, yeah. But no, I've never seen it. Um, I know I've watched a lot of stuff that's like this is heavily influenced by David Lynch. So oh, yeah, I yeah. think I'm familiar with the kind of tone and, and, and style of, of what he does. Uh, but it's always something, like I said, I, I want to try to get into it. But um, I just never have have really had a, an opportunity, I guess. Yeah, it's still on Netflix. I'm probably going to try to find like the Blu-ray or something when it's done because I'm very interested in what maybe behind the scenes stuff they might have. Um, but the, uh, when we started it, the first couple of episodes, I was just like, holy shit, Alan Wake really is just this show, the game Alan that's, Wake. So the, yeah, that's what I've heard, that yeah. Alan Wake is very, uh, like, like a David Lynch show. It, it, yeah, it is, because, and it's not spoilers, because this is basically the first episode, but, like, in Alan Wake and in Twin Peaks, there's a lodging company, it's a small town. It's in autumn. For some reason, anything that takes place in a small town always happens in the fall. Um, and uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So, but it it and there are very much character like the diner is almost laid out exactly the same in Alan Wake as it is in Twin Peaks, like stuff like that. Oh, funny. Um, and it even even characters like the log lady. Even I was like. I guess she's kind of weird because she has that thing. But in my head, I just trace it back to like she probably dealt with the death of a loved one and for some reason clutched onto this log. And like that's some sort of vessel that has helped her cope with loss or something like that. Because I've I've experienced people that are not on that level, but have things like that that happen to them following intense events. So I don't know. It's not uh, like the characters aren't as strange as people made them out to be. I thought 
uh, one last thing I'll say about it, because I could talk about Twin Peaks forever, but um, I really thought that the same thing was going to happen with this as did for when I finally saw The Shining for the first time, because I almost knew the entire movie, The Shining, just from pop culture references. Mm -hmm. Like, none of it was a surprise for me, um, which is really a shame, because that really is how that movie should somehow be experienced. But um, but with Twin Peaks, I'm not having that so much because a lot of the things that people picked out and like you see in pop culture are things that happen for a split second and like aren't even relevant to the bigger picture. Sure. Uh, so it's uh, I won't say anything because I don't want to ruin anything for yourself when you, if you ever sit down with it, Chris. But uh, I'm digging it. Um, and uh, outside of that, didn't play too many games. Uh, I did buy my Sonic movie ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for I I was I was hesitant in the Discord. I was saying like I want to see this opening day, but since it's on Valentine's Day, I know. like do we want to deal with the children and the horny teenager couples <laughs> and like the just just a, a a crew that you don't want to be in the same room with? And but then I found out they're actually doing you know midnight showings for movies don't really happen unless it's something super special, but. Uh, so instead, movie theaters do the day before, which I don't know why that's – I don't know. But like – so instead, I got tickets for the 7.30 showing of the Thursday before – the day before Valentine's Day. So we're um, – and in a theater that has like recliner seats, like we reserve them ahead of time. So hopefully it'll be – even if there's somebody right next to us, there's still a big enough gap because the seats are large enough that it shouldn't be horrible. What um, was the um, – like how how was that session selling? So far, like when you uh, went to reserve a seat, I when I looked at the app on my phone, uh, all the seats were open. But this was like, what day was that? Probably, I could go back in the Discord and see when I posted it. But I want to say that was like last Thursday, so like the thirtieth, maybe even the 29th, The tickets already went on sale, um, which is kind of early for any movie that's not Star Wars or Marvel, honestly. Um, maybe they're thinking it's going to be that level. Well, I thought like, well, uh, Mr. Haru in our Discord was like, I got my tickets. I got my tickets. I was worried there wouldn't be one. And, and, or he's like, I think he wanted to see it in IMAX. I don't know if there is one in IMAX and all this crazy stuff. But I was like, oh, no. Should I, should I, I mean, Sonic's big. And sometimes we underestimate just how big he is as a power, as a force. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'll, I'll get some just to be safe. Cause that, that's happened before with like rock shows and stuff. Is uh, I, I will think like, ah, nobody cares about this. I'm into weird unknown stuff and then it's sold out so um so yeah we got so that was what like two weeks ahead of when it's going to come out almost three weeks ahead of when it's going to come out um so we're good to go but I, i'd be into uh, maybe i'll hop back in and see like are the seats all taken now or something crazy but um i just looked at my local regal um mm -hmm. and there's only one seat holy sold crap for the the seven fifty showing on Thursday, so it's the day before, like the actual real opening. And that that I mean that I'm not trying to say that that has any sort of you know like telling on on how this movie's going to do or whatever. Right. I just wanted to look yeah, just to see, see if I uh, I'm trying to convince my wife to go see it that weekend. But if I can see it maybe that Thursday, that might be better too. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. Um, let me see here. Available is those. Okay, it's starting to fill up. Let's see. We've got so it's a uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, twenty, probably a hundred or so seats in here. 
And we've got, <laughs> they're mostly selected in pairs. There's some people going for the very <laughs> middle. So there's like two, four, six, eight, ten. There's like 13 other seats outside of ours that are taken now. So it's it's going to start to fill up. So we'll see. Um, I'm sure it'll be mostly full by the time you know it gets to the day of the release. Yeah, for so. sure. Uh, and I'll run through some other stuff here real quick, maybe. Um, I uh, got... Thank you, TJ. Shouts out to TJ Katsuni. He um, gave me his copy of Deep Fear for the Sega Saturn. It was the last Saturn game released in the UK, uh, one of the last in Japan, and the US never got it. Um, Deep Fear is a survival horror game where you're stuck on a submarine underwater, or not a submarine, but like this underwater um, laboratory type area. Uh, and it, it's very much Resident Evil esque. Um, you know, Dino Crisis-esque. But the weird thing is it's the Japanese version, so it has that cool kind of gold logo and stuff. I really like the mm-hmm. Japanese box art for Saturn games. Um, but it is... The, the cutscenes are in English. The characters all speak in English. But the subtitles are in Japanese, and all the menus are in Japanese. So I tried it for like a split second. I'm like... Uh, I don't know how I want to play this game. And I was thinking, like, oh, God, I have this and I want to play it, but I can't read Japanese. Should I get the the PAL version? And then I'm, like, telling TJ in the Discord, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how did you play this game? And um, him and Kusanagi were both like, can't you just use, like, Google Translate on your phone? I'm like, I have an iPhone. I'm an idiot. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I did find the iPhone app. Um for Google Translate, funnily enough, and I was holding it up to the screen. Did you see in the in the general? I I posted what it what it came up to for. No, the, like, no, I didn't see that. If you look in the past gen Sega thing real quick, it has him looking at a, a, a photograph of his wife on his bedside table, and it says Stella's talking in the laughing house. And then the exact <laughs> same picture, I took it again with the second translation, and it says Stella's photo with an exclamation point, and then it says below. I'm talking with a laughter. So oh, <laughs> wow. be, it could be a long road of me holding my phone in front of the TV to play this game. But really, I just need it for like the item menus to know, like, I don't want to accidentally funny. use a, a health spray when I mean to equip a grenade or something, you know? Um, <laughs> I like so. the first one, talking in a laughing house. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's an, just what an insane person would say. Oh, so geez. it's like, um, so that could be cool. I'm, I'm just happy that thing worked because I really didn't want to like, sit down with a video playthrough and play the game because at that point I'm I may as well just watch a playthrough uh, so but then uh, yeah Deep Fear that's cool oh also yeah getting the, the PAL version it is the most expensive PAL Saturn game because it was the last the official release for the Saturn over there so I'm not even going to try to do that um, and then lastly, though, I played a board game last night with Rachel and our guest over right now, a friend of hers called Horrified. Have you heard of that at all? The board no, game? No, never have. Um, so it's an official Universal Monsters, uh, based horror game, and it's a lot like Arkham Horror, actually. So I, Oh, I, ha- I I saw that at Barnes & Noble, I think. Yeah, it's, um, so. let me see if I can find, uh, the game itself real quick, but I would recommend it based on the game that you and I and, uh, Marson and Sketch and I all played with, uh, your kids that other night. Um, I have mixtape massacre. Yeah, um, this is pretty cool because it it is it, it's like okay. So the point of it is the universal monsters are the enemy, um, and you 
similar to horror Arkham Horror, you you pick a, a monster and then you have to close portals. In this one, uh, like we started out with Dracula and the creature from the Black Lagoon, each of them have a different um, requirement to uh, kill them or or get rid of them. Uh, because the um, so for Dracula, for example, they had. Uh, there were four coffins that you had to destroy. And um, let me see here. I'll post it in the Google Docs a link. to. Oh, that's a massive link. I'm sorry, but there you go. Whoa. Um, <laughs> that's the Amazon for it. But so <clears throat> you're on a team. So it's a co-op game and you're fighting against the monsters. And so for Dracula, there's four coffins that you need to find and smash. And for the creature, on his actual monster card, there's actually a, uh, a map. It, it looks like almost like a candy land or something because you have to move it based on colors, but there's a boat that goes to his hidden lair and you have to get the boat there and then find the creature and then kill him with these certain tokens that you have. Uh, with oh, wow. Dracula, you have to destroy the four coffins and then find the spot that he's on and then kill him. I say find, but you can see where he is and everything on the board. This is all wow. There's not a sanity meter, but you kind of have health, which is sort of your items. The tokens work as different things as, as health and things to kill the creatures and um, other actions you can do. Uh, we watched like a 20-minute how-to-play video on it, and we got it pretty well. Um and but it increases like the difficulty if you're a novice you start with just two creatures the next one you start with three to four and then i think you can fight up to all five of them but like it's really cool though because there's like you have dracula you know he's got the four coffins the creature you have the boat going to his lair and then you have to find him and also the creature when he's traveling on the board he can take water routes that no one else in the game can so he can kind of get places quicker in some instances uh but like if you're fighting Frankenstein's monster and the bride they are one they are two items on the board but they have one monster card and their um their requirement is you have to humanize both of them because if they find each other then they go into fury mode because they're not adapted yet and they just go into a rage and are more dangerous whereas you have these meters for each of them when you get them to the correct kind of humanized factor, then when you find them, they're not killed, but they're kind of disposed of and they're no longer a threat. So that's one of the ways that you get rid of them on the board. So it's it's cool. It's not overly complicated if you watch a how-to video on it. It just has a lot of actions per turn. Um, right. And we, we played it. There were three of us playing against two monsters overall. You also have uh, villagers that are walking around. You have to get them to a certain spot in the town. Um, but you can also play the game by yourself, like a one-player mode, which I thought was interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want to try that. Uh, it sounds like essentially a crazy survival hard mode playing just by yourself, but I want to see how that works. But it's got you know the Wolfman, Dracula, the Mummy, Invisible Man, Creature, Frankenstein, the Bride of. Um, it, it's pretty neat. I think I think you would definitely enjoy it. Um, and uh, it's it's something that. Arkham Horror is hard to introduce to people because there's so much going on in that game. Um, <clears throat> but this one, if you take Arkham Horror and instead of closing portals, you have to defeat these monsters and these have their own requirements. Um, but you do have a horror meter overall. And when that gets to the end, you lose. It's good. It's a good co-op game. I definitely recommend it for like entry-level tabletop stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty cool. It's funny that you brought up um, Mixtape Massacre because... We actually just got the sequel to Mixtape Massacre in this past week. Cool. Uh, it, they they do all their stuff on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, and then they sell it after that, like uh, that run on their website. But with Mixtape Massacre, it's neat because you basically pick out a 
kind of like a, a an eighties movie slasher type character. So yeah. there's there's you know there's something that looks like Chucky, like uh, Freddy Krueger, Jason, all that sort of thing. So it's like all these you know your your typical uh, slashers, and you pick which one you want to be. And the goal of the game is to kill a, a certain amount of uh, people in this town. And it's it's actually a really fun game. It's it's fairly sh- straightforward and simple, so it's easy to pick up a play. Like you said, we play it with our kids sometimes. Yeah, uh, they really love it. Um, but the new game is called Escape from Tall Oaks, and instead of taking on the role of the slashers, you're now like uh, high school kids that are basically trying to go and uh, rescue other people in town where the the slashers are killing. So you're going into a lot of the same locations that you were in the first game, but instead of going there to kill people, you're now trying to like rescue people. And so it now instead uh, you, you actually have like uh, items that you can pick up. And so they're like uh, weapons or shields and things like that, that you can use to uh, mm. like uh, attack some of the slashers. If they come uh, to you and stuff, we played it last night and I think it's just because we were learning the rules and everything. It took a long time and we didn't end up finishing it just because we got tired. Gotcha. Um, and so we're going to, we'll probably play it again sometime this week. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. Uh, I, I really think it's cool. And one of the neat things about it is they released uh, some expansion cards. Oh, yeah. That's what I was looking at. That black, uh, black mask. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And what's cool about the expansions is that they work for both games. So you could play it with Mixtape Massacre or you could play it with um Escape from Tall Oaks, which is which is pretty neat. Okay. Um, oh, so Tall Oaks is a games. mall, it looks like or it had no, I'm wrong. I think it's like so the first game takes place in Tall Oaks. Oh, okay. Um, but it's it's the 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 locations are a bit different. Um, oh, they've okay. added some new like a library and just some some other other types of things. So it's 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 pretty neat. Um, once I properly play through it, I'll talk about it a little bit more and kind of go through some of the nuances of yeah. it. But it, it is a fun game. Um, another one I'm I'm waiting to come out uh, and uh, I pre-ordered it. Forget the name of it, but it's uh, it's basically kind of a Streets of Rage. Style. Oh, yeah. You mentioned board that game. last time. Wasn't that just on Kickstarter or something? Or it was. Yeah, it was on Kickstarter, and I think I ended up backing it um, after after it went on Kickstarter. I think I missed the Kickstarter, but I was able to do like a like a backer kit type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks really neat, uh, and it should be coming out here soon. So I'm hoping you know maybe next time we we'll all get together, maybe like at uh, Matt or too many games, we can you know try to play it you know one night when we're all hanging out. And what is that it. one called? Oh man, it's. I'll definitely bring Horrified with me to too many games, though, because I think. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, it's rare that I pick up a game quickly enough that I could teach it to somebody the next time through. Uh, I would say that Horrified is a little less complicated than Mixtape. Um. So it might okay. be your kids might dig it. So. Um. This is called Streets of Steel. That's okay, what it's called. that was it. Okay. Yeah. Streets. Of Steel. It, it looks. It looks like a lot of fun. So. Um. Very cool. There's there's our tabletop corner. Right. Yep. Um, what I've been playing uh, this past week, we streamed, Odin and I streamed uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan. That's the um, uh, Platinum Games yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, 
we got it on Xbox One, actually. Oh, that's right. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, and it's actually pretty neat. It's like I don't know if we mentioned it on the last podcast, but they just did this stupid thing where you can't have any local co-op, but there's online co-op. I so gotta, I, I want to chalk it up to development time. I hope that was all it was. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's may, maybe they they just ran out of time and didn't have it in their budget to delay it or whatever. But so that's basically what you, the only way to do it is if you have you know someone online that you want to play with. So Odin and I wanted to stream it on Wednesday. So basically, what I had to do is go out and buy two copies of the game, and then which also the GameStop local to me didn't have two copies only had one so i had to buy one there and then drive like half an hour to another GameStop uh to pick up the other one i was gonna say if you had asked them they could have got it shipped there but you needed it quicker than that yeah i only had a you know a few days so um if i had planned it out longer i probably could have done it i was gonna say i'm just happy that you mentioned that ahead of time because i was like oh dude wait you know you can't play that co-op because that was your initial plan, mm-hmm. I think, right? Or like couch co-op, I mean. So, yeah, I didn't realize it until I think when you said that. I, I may have found out about it that day. I can't. I can't remember. But luckily, we have two Xbox Ones, and so I brought both of them up here, uh, and we just plugged it into two TVs, and we played it that way, right next to each other. So we still got kind of got the same. Uh, you, you know, gave experience on a preview of college, basically. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we ended up doing it. That was a lot of fun. Um, that game looks gorgeous. I, yeah, I, it's. Uh, I'm so torn on that thing. Like I, mm, <sighs> platinum. I really like the the platinum games. Like one thing I think there's maybe the the their strongest thing is like the combat systems in their games. They're yeah. not incredibly deep, but they're just so much fun. And this one actually I really like the combo the combat system in this game. Yeah, it's there I would chalk them up to Rockstar a little bit because it's very much like Rockstar every time they release a game, everybody, you know, it kind of gives off the impression of like, oh, they're trying new stuff to see how this works to basically put into the next Grand Theft Auto, you know. And like this came out long after Anarchy Reigns, but I like to think that this game would have been what Anarchy Reigns could have been if it had, like, a co-op campaign, uh, mm-hmm. or even Bayonetta if you had... I think Bayonetta actually had a co-op mode, Bayonetta 2. But, it, yeah, they're... Uh, I love and hate this game because I hate that it doesn't have couch co-op because you're also forced to play with the AIs in it, in yeah. Turtles, and but... The coolest thing, probably my favorite part of this game is when you're fighting a boss and uh, never mind the fact that they they blink red and stuff like old like a nod to old school games. But also when you know they're almost dead, they're going to go into like their own hyper mode. Then this speed metal kicks in in the background and you're just like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know? (laughs) Yeah, no, it was it's fun. We're going to play it some more. Um, What's weird, though, is like the co-op portion. It's it's not like playing the regular game you you select like what you know like level you want to play oh it was, it's it's weird it's not mm. your your this the regular campaign oh, when I you're playing that. it you basically just pick like different levels so we played the, the first one where we fought um bebop and then we mm. fought uh, i forget his name it was like the shark the show uh yeah he uh. was that that this game was also weird because it wasn't really um tied to any series at the time they I just think kinda... it was based off the comics or something right yeah it was like a combo of the comics but if you were familiar with um uh the series like 
past and present. There were nods to it in there, but the the animation itself didn't match anything currently going on. Mm. Uh, let's see here, Shark Villain. Um, now, did you guys play all the way through him at all, or the game at all? Not yet. We haven't. No. Okay. Uh, is his name really Armageddon? That can't be right. <laughs> Armageddon, the mutant shark from TMNT tournament. Uh, maybe Sharkageddon. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, TMNT Armageddon toy. Oh well, there was a shark called Armageddon. I'll find out here. But keep going though. Yeah. So um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. Bebop, man. He the the boss fights are really tough. They take a long time because yeah. I think Bebop had seven health bars that you had to uh, go oh, through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Jesus, this take it forever. But he was actually a lot of fun. Um, I can't remember how tough uh, the shark was, yeah, though. The but we shark's had about... name is Armageddon. I found the boss fight. <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> they were just nice. out of ideas. They're like, we just need a catastrophe Screw to be a villain. Yep. Of... I, mean, I mean, I don't know when they made this, if Sharknado was a thing. But mm. if it wasn't, they really missed a, a yep. opportunity there. Because doesn't he have an attack that's like a tornado as well? Or I think something? so. Yeah. I think you're right. So, so um, anyway, yeah. that was a lot of fun. I want to say one last thing about that game, uh, and also this might help you guys when you get to the end. Um, okay. So you get graded on every level that you play, and like boss fights and stuff, you get an overall uh, letter grade. Um, the final level, Super Shredder is the final boss of this game, to be expected, and rightfully so. But when you fight Shredder, it's completely random doesn't matter what grade you get, how well you do, because when I was playing this with a couple buddies online, we redid the last fight. We got S ranks multiple times, never fought Super Shredder, because it is entirely randomized when you actually fight him. Really? Yeah, and we were just like, we're done with this game. (laughs) That was the final straw, but otherwise, the controls are good. I like it, but just to give you guys a heads up if you wonder why you don't fight Super Shredder or something at the end. Okay. Weird. It's very weird. So you can basically complete the game without fighting Super Shredder. Yeah. And that was another thing, too, is weird, because the first time we fought Bebop, we got him down, like, pretty low, and he called in Rocksteady. Oh, yep, that's uh, also randomized. And, And then the next, and we ended up dying, and so we played it again, and... We fought him the second time, and Rock said he never came out. We yep, just, we ended up beating him. So I don't—I didn't know if it was like something that we did, or if it was just like you said, just a random thing. I don't nope. know. It was weird. It's random garbage. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, we all. Oh, we watched a pretty interesting movie. It's called Live Scream, yeah. and I—I I think I just came across it. Like someone, uh, there was a post on Twitter or something about it, and so it's basically like a a horror movie where this guy is like live streaming video game. And so um, I'll read you the description uh, mm-hmm. that I found on IMDb. It says every day over 200 loving fans watch Scott Atkinson play hard games online after a lifetime of failures and false starts. Streaming games is the only thing he's good at. It's the thing he loves the most until it becomes a nightmare. Enter live stream, a mysterious horror game sent to him by an anonymous fan. At first he thinks the game is a low quality indie title, but when he his followers start dying one by one. He soon realizes the game is far more sinister. Now Scott will be forced through nine levels of video game hell, each level representing a different horror game niche in order to walk away alive. It might just cost him his fans and his soul in the process. So yes, I will. um, (laughs) The one of the cool things about it 
is they actually made all of these different levels like it themselves like when while making the movie um oh, they're the not stuff yeah the all the game stuff that he's playing right is actually you know developed for the movie they're not like real games um and so i thought that was pretty interesting it shows like a lot of different things even like a 2d like 16-bit style rpg game you know like mm-hmm. like final fantasy style it even goes there um and so that's pretty interesting and so the majority of the movie, it's like this one guy, and you're you're basically the interface of the movie is like you be watching on a computer screen. Like if you're watching Twitch, you have you know in the upper left hand corner is is his camera. the The chat is below that, and then the rest of it is just his gameplay screen. And so a lot, it, you just basically see his face most of the time. He's for the most part the only like actor, I guess. Um, in the movie, and he does a really good job. I don't know his real name, but whoever played Scott uh, did a good job of of being just believable uh, and uh, I, I and likable, I guess. Um, but one of the things that's interesting is a lot of like the the plot and the story moves through the just the chat uh, on on screen, and so a lot of it's like him talking to his uh, viewers and them just chatting back and forth with them. And so it's it's kind of a really interesting way how they they move the plot forward just through some of the chat. Uh, and I, I just haven't seen a movie like it before. And so I thought it was really interesting. Uh, it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination like a, a tremendous movie or anything like that. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I probably wouldn't watch it again. But if it's something that you know, you're just looking for something new in the horror genre. This is, it's, it's different enough that I think if you're looking for something new, take a chance on it. Uh, but you know, it's, it's not like the greatest thing out there, but, uh, I enjoyed it. I think it was like three bucks on Amazon. So it's a rent it. So gotcha. Yeah. You're, you're, I was not thinking gonna... it might be something we could do for, you know, the sideshow, but after watching, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't think we should. <laughs> Uh, you're not going to believe the actor's real name who plays is Scott. Is Scott Atkinson? No, it is Gunnar Willis. <laughs> That's a better name than Scott Atkinson. Yeah, it's a, a, it sounds like someone from a Tremors movie. Or right. Like uh, a Uwe Bull movie? Yeah, something. I, I got to give it to them for the uh, – they just gave up with the tagline because, you know, Stay Alive came out, and I think it said – and theirs was like – if you die in the game, you die in real life or whatever. The live screen poster at the top, it just says play or die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give away too much from it. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, like it's, it's, it's one of those movies that's not, it's not great, but it's not bad enough to be funny either. Mm-hmm. It's just decent. You know, like there, there's, there were some moments where we were like, holy crap. You know, it definitely had some good moments, but yeah. at the same time, it was also kind of predictable and um, and everything. Is it kind of like like they should have gone hard or gone home? Like they didn't go hard enough, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like and, House of the Dead, like that's an example of oh, they went hard and it's hilarious right, because yeah. of it because it's yeah, not exactly. good. But like like Game Over, for example, they they could have gone an extra step to make it so laughably bad that it's entertaining but it like wasn't even that laughably bad like they definitely take this serious like there's no campiness mm-hmm. you know or anything uh, in it um yeah. they definitely took it serious um and i just i wish maybe that there was more payoff at the end mm-hmm. like maybe it could have ended better and, and that I, I may have liked it better if it had it done that but mm-hmm. um it, it definitely takes itself serious and, and it's not 
really silly. So, I got you. you know, I guess you could go either way with it. But anyway, like I said, if, if you know, the listeners out there, if you're looking for a new different horror movie, uh, you might want to just, you know, consider this. Just watch the, the, the trailer. Uh, I don't think the trailer gives too much away. I think they actually do a pretty good job setting it up without spoiling anything word oh and also we do know the movie unfriended exists and and yes it is similar to that if you're if you're screaming at your your radio or your ipod right now <laughs> that's just unfriended yeah we know we know so somehow Chris and if had you're never listening just through a radio i'd love to know yeah uh i just imagine one of those old timey radios that just sit in like a like an early 1920s like living room and the family's cuddled around it oh okay yeah after uh, after fireside chat or something they yeah, turn on yeah. like roosevelt's fireside chat mm-hmm. so nice uh, but else? yeah that's that's pretty much all i've been been up to okay um so we kind of our our mail sack is more associated to the main topic discussion and the news so should we do the news before that you guys not start yet? Yeah, sketch oh, just dropped in. We've started. Somebody dropped the sketch bomb on us. Um, Sorry, I was up late doing flats, guys. We <laughs> actually said exactly that <laughs> earlier when we were talking about I, the issue. I was like, I, it looks like Sketch just did this seven hours ago, so I don't think he's awake yet. So I, I was up at 8.30, but I just, you know what I mean? Like, passed out. Mm-hmm. As I tried. Tried. That's alright. I mean, you jumped in right after we just finished talking about what we've been doing, so uh, it's a good transition part. Um, okay. Uh, Sketch, do you want to talk about um, we I'm talked gonna... a little bit about your uh, April O'Neil piece. Do you want to you know, say anything about how that's coming together? Uh, sure. It's coming together. <laughs> I'm... I saw that they, they're starting the, the color part of it now, though, right? Yeah, so there's this thing called flats. And so basically, um, there's two versions. First, you do flats, which is a usually a one or two colors per character that allows you to select each individual character as you as you color. Liter- Does that make any sense? It's like, yeah. So you want to be able to select things in your image. You make a basic color flat, and that allows you to select different things. Um, with something this complex, I keep it to like one one flat per per thing um and then then you do something called local flats which is the basic color of each character if there was no lighting involved um and that has to be done for every character too um and all the little elements and and even though the box art has color on it um the sides still have to be done and if the box art didn't line up it all has to be matched up and so it's and then when that gets done which is what I got done last night um it doesn't quite line up to everything underneath the lines because the lines get they go through a couple different transparency effects to to create like a cell shade look, and so I create the cell shade look. I'm simplifying this, and then you have to select the lines and color underneath each individual line the color that it's touching so that it it looks right. It's tedious. Uh, <laughs> this is all super, before I can do simple. <laughs> This is all before you can do lighting and rendering. Like this is just so that it looks it looks right. It doesn't look weird. So like it's 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 fucking tedious. So um yeah, so I've been streaming that. So like um I was streaming last night for about six hours just trying to get the thing done, you know. So it's coming together. Yeah. It's getting there, it's almost there. And then, then I get to go do the cover art and finish the magazine. <laughs> 
Well, that's what we said. You know what you're I mean? essentially doing two covers, but the way Chris was talking about it, it's almost two and a half covers, the way the detail in the Turtles one's going. It's probably three, like <laughs> maybe four. Like when you really add up the hours, mm-hmm. it's these things are deceptively comp, uh, simple. Like, I mean, you look, oh, it's a lot of stuff, but like I've redrawn every item as if not just it were the original art, but I also drew the original art at like, it's not, it's complex, dude. Like, like this is why people don't do this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they normally just put a photo of something on there or maybe one or two items, yeah, but you know, it's looking That's good. That's why we love you sketch. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it. It's just, so it was funny last night. Some people that I went to art college with jumped in the stream and they were just like, fucking Rob, dude. You know, <laughs> you know yep. like 20 years later, just, Never just always gonna, I always took a team project to that. Didn't have to go to that level, but people were going to remember that time they fucking went up against us, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I'm not saying we can't be beat. I'm just saying now they're going to have to put a lot more effort to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so we're going to get into some game news. And the, the first topic I'm, I'm really excited about, because we've talked about uh, GameStop off and on throughout uh, our, the podcast. And the, I think the last time we really talked about it, it was when they announced that they're going to branch off into certain areas for their stores. They're going to kind of pivot uh, their business model where like they're going to have a kind of like a one that's focused on retro gaming one, maybe like tournaments. They'll have like their, their traditional stores. And then even somewhere, you know, they can uh, have like uh, PC areas and things like that. Well, apparently it looks like they actually already have one of those uh, concept stores um, open somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where this is at, but someone posted it on Twitter and then GameStop retweeted it and it was funny their uh their tweet that said be careful tweeting pics like this people might start to think we know what we're doing <laughs> and if you look at some of the replies in there it's hilarious uh because people are really, really pissing on them but um the the GameStop concept is is really interesting because there's there's three photos and it shows there's like a big PC LAN area where kids are are playing like Fortnite and some other games, and then there's a uh, yeah, it's like kind of like a console setup. section. What's that? I, I said the Fortnite thing. It's like a LAN setup. There's like one, two, three, four, five, five, like ten, two or three tables with ten PCs on each of them. Or no, it looks like yeah. switches actually. Now that I look closer, but I don't know what they're playing. Oh, those are switches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a, a couch area where uh, you some people are playing Mario Kart. Then they even have an area with it looks like there's a birthday party going on. Yep. And so this is kind of interesting because there's a local arcade um, that just opened up, which is basically doing the ex- exact same thing uh, where people can rent it out for birthdays. Uh, you go in, um, you can play consoles, you play arcades. Basically, how it works is when you come in, they give you um, a bracelet and uh, you basically pay for the amount of time that you're there. So, say you're there for an hour, it's like eight bucks an hour or something like that. So um, I'm assuming this is going to be somewhat similar to what GameStop's uh, idea is, where you pay for the time that you're there. There's also products out there as well. Like one wall is all video games. So they're still going to be selling games, but it looks like they're just really scaling back 
the amount of of games that they have you know just on display and so i think it's pretty interesting if you guys uh took a look at it what what do you think about this this idea for for this concept do you think this is something that actually makes sense and can be profitable for gamestop uh i don't know how profitable it is for like movie theaters when they do this crap for birthday parties and stuff um i don't know like at this point are they not selling games while this is going on like should they is it after hours we don't really have too much details so i don't know how that's a lot of money to set up all those pcs and crap and like have those things all lined up with all those gamer chairs and crap unless i do some sort of crazy deal with whoever think geek is now or whatever i don't know I, I don't know how this is profitable i don't know how it would be look man i i was just saying they should sell coffee and snacks and let people play their games in there if they wanted to or do little land parties like more community basis they're gonna turn it into like a discovery zone situation and i mean like it does sort of look like remember they used to put nintendo 64s in the mcdonald's mm-hmm. like playground area mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like i just the people that work at gamestop they're pretty they got it rough like i don't know if taking care of kids is also on their list of fucking things to dream yeah. about with. <laughs> so i don't know man hosting plus you know that leads a whole nother problem dude like i mean kids aren't the nicest with equipment you know so Game it's like employees already babysit children essentially because their parents would definitely just drop them off and ditch them while they go do something else I wonder if they're, they're going to try to sell you, like, insurance on the game that you're playing. Like, Probably. well, if you break it, you know, like, it's going to cost you this amount, but you could just pay this $2 insurance like they try to do now. Yeah, I think it would – one thing that could be cool if they did was, like, have these events for games that are not out yet and somehow have, like, oh, you dig this on? This is the new Animal Crossing. You want to pre-order it? You can right now. That's actually kind of a neat idea. Like, I, I don't know if, like, how how – um easy the the game publishers and stuff like nintendo if oh. they'd be willing to do something like that yeah but. uh more inside talk that was always up to the devs sony was always cool about it um microsoft never gave a shit and nintendo was just like what you have our games in now <laughs> so, <laughs> but that very generalized that's how it used to be anyway is it was always up to whoever like it was up to like we could put the ps4 version in but we're not allowed to put the xbox one version in like stuff like that yeah, I mean, imagine like you do something like a midnight midnight launch for the next Halo game or whatever, and then you know, like you know, you actually have a tournament in the store, and whoever wins the tournament, you know, like gets something, but you have to be able to, you, you know, you maybe have to have pre ordered the game to enter the tournament or something. There's like stuff you could do here with this concept that I think could maybe drive <laughs> like your software sales, and it it might be, you know, it. I, there's a, there's something there I think that they can do, and if they're creative with it, I I think that they they might be on the right track with this with setup. I, I'm yeah, I'm not 100 percent confident that they're going to be able to you know like get to that point because they just have a hard time adjusting with the market how it's changing. But I think they they definitely have to do something. We know that like they're you know mm-hmm. they just had a really terrible quarter where you know they they lost you know a ton of revenue um i think year over year it dropped like 30 percent or something crazy like that um and so they have to change and so i i i applaud them for that and trying something new and if they're smart with this um i think that it could be successful 
I just I'm not exactly sure they're going to be able to do that. But I think it's pretty interesting uh, and a neat concept. You can. I, even I do... wish this would be by me. Honestly, like if, <laughs> yeah. if my local GameStop had this, I think that'd be pretty cool. And you know, like I would go there with my kids and and hang out for a little bit and and let them you know like play some games. I don't. I'll know. tell you what though. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I don't know if this is. Well, okay, so to pre-order a game, it's a $5 minimum. You know, collector's editions, consoles, or different minimums or whatever. Like you were saying, do a tournament if you pre-order. So you could essentially, it wouldn't go towards a pot or anything like that, but you could do essentially a $5 buy-in, like $5 to pre-order this game. So you essentially play $5 to pre-order the game that is about to have a tournament. Right, yeah. You know, pre-order sales, but I don't think, phew, I hope nobody's still watching the pre-order numbers of stuff because that just does not work anymore with digital sales and everything else happening so but sorry i just wanted to get that thought out you were saying you want one of these near you though yeah and actually i was at um my local GameStop a couple of nights ago and i asked the guy that was there he was the manager i was like hey have you did you see those photos that were posted and he he was familiar with them and uh i asked him i was like when when's the time frame is that have they communicated that to you know the employees or something And he's like well a lot of them, you know, they're they're saying that it's supposed to be done by the end of the year, but I don't think it's going to be able to, you know, be done that way. What he was saying is going to happen is um, they're going to have certain locations that will be like this. The other ones would, will be your standard GameStop. Probably the ones that are in malls and things like that aren't going to change too much because they just don't have the floor space to do something like that in there. But for the ones that do have larger locations, they'll have something like this. Um and also you got to think about it too, is like how many game stops are there within, you know, maybe a five mile radius of each other or a 10 mile radius. There's probably quite a few. So you wouldn't want the same setup in one location as there is like one, two miles away because you're going to be cannibalizing each other's business. So I think that their, their uh, strategy is going to be different types of setups at different locations. So people will be going to each of those for different reasons. I don't yeah. know if it's going to work. I don't know. It sounds crazy. Uh, but that's according to what he was saying. That's the plan. Have a nationwide scavenger hunt. You have to go to the different game stops <laughs> to play a certain whatever. And I don't know. Yeah. Do you see yeah. the thing I just posted in the doc there? Someone replied with asking, where do I sign up to teach VR dance classes? And it has that video of Keith Apicary, uh <laughs> with the virtual boy strapped to his face while oh, he's dancing. <laughs> That is actually really funny. That's one of my favorite videos in existence. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we'll have to see. I'm I, I'm in, I'm interested. I should say um, yeah. to see what they do with that. So yeah, maybe I'll have my birthday there. I just love the trust us. It's like we we don't we know what we're doing. <laughs> I'm just like if you're one step away from a guy in a rat outfit running around, it, that's not. It's not the suggestion we were trying to get to. It was... They need they need a, a mascot. That's what they, they need. Have one now? I don't think they do <laughs> yeah. anymore. I don't they, think they do, but they need a mascot in, in a suit. Running the GameStop around. rat. GameStop. You know? yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. GameStop mascot. Okay, maybe it is still the bunny. I don't know about that. Oh, uh, the that bunny sucks. They got to get anyone. Can yeah. we just bring back Bug? Sure. Yeah. Like yeah, that'd be a great mascot because he looks like a. <laughs> I'm sure game. they could get him on the cheap too. I'm trying to remember <laughs> any tagline that he used to have, and I don't remember. He was he was like Gex before Gex in terms of those taglines. I don't even remember anything. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah watch my, uh, it. Something. 
My animation teacher did a lot of the animation on that. On Bug or Gex? Yeah, Bug. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Gex yeah, does not. Cause... I want to say that had actually pretty good animation stuff in it, right? Yeah, yeah he was a Disney dude, so, yeah, you know. Bug is always an overlooked thing, in my opinion. Launch it was weird because it was in the demo units at like Blockbuster mm-hmm. for the Saturn. It was in the Saturn demo units, which is yeah. the only time I ever played it. Yeah, I liked it. The second one is like not like unfun, hard difficulty. I don't know, but anyway, GameStop. We'll see GameStop. Yeah. Uh, next up is uh, the Fantasy Star Online 2's Xbox One closed beta is going to begin on February 7th. So we've been kind of waiting to find out when it's going to start. So now we know. Um, Basically, when this podcast probably comes out, it may be, let me see, when is the 7th? It's going to be next Friday. So yeah, it'll probably be um, going like when you guys are are listening to this. And it's going to go from 5 p.m. PST on the 7th. It's going to run until looks like midnight on February 8th. And uh, I'm hoping I got in on this. What I ended up doing is I went on all of my profiles, like from myself and my kids, <laughs> and I requested all of them uh, to join the, the closed beta just to uh, increase my chances of, of getting in um, to this. Have you guys, uh, Scotty, have you uh, requested I, in on this at all? I requested through the Windows 10, like, game buddy Mm, Xbox app thing. I don't even know what it's called. Um, but I don't have a one an Xbox One to play this on, so I just register oh, right. for the sake of registering, I guess, to show them I'm interested. I don't know. I can't play this thing, so I'll just be watching people play it. If I guess. you get in and I don't, <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> yeah, Sketch. I, I don't uh, um, assume that this is something that interests you. Did you ever play PSO? Yeah, I. It wasn't for me, man. Like, yeah, I could, I could see this. I, I, I don't think this is a sketch game. People, you got to talk to people. <laughs> There's other people involved. You know, like, look, I'm not against. Every now and then, a multiplayer game comes along that captures my attention, like Battlefield 1942, like the first, first game, uh, Left for Dead. You know, I really enjoyed that uh, Payday. Remember the original Payday mm-hmm. game, like, you know, like heists. You know, like. Um, but PSO, I think I think when it came out, I was expecting it to be like I don't know what I was. I was expecting it to be more magical than it was. It was like I'm okay. just sitting around yeah. waiting around to run to another lobby. Like it's definitely no... a bare bones experience, from what I understand. Like had it looked or played more like a modern version of like like or like a Dreamcast version of like Xenoblade, where there was hills and va- valleys. There's hmm. there's just a bunch of rooms and shit. You know, and I was like just confused, but I have more appreciation for it now. I realize, like, I mean, they're doing that shit on a 56k modem. I know yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, you know, so I got, I have way more appreciation for it now. But yeah, from a technical standpoint, I think it, it was an amazing accomplishment. And not only that, but the way they were, they made their system like the communication system where you could basically talk to people in different countries that spoke different languages. And, you know, uh, it was, it was, you know, very like simple messages, but it, it was, it was neat in how they did that. There was a lot of forethought gone into making that first PSO game. Um, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, but what's kind of neat is there's going to have all these different quests that are going to take place in the game at specified times, like during the closed beta, they're called urgent te- uh, quests. 
and if you um if you complete those you get all these different uh rewards and all of your progress that you you make in the closed beta will carry over to the open beta and to the final game so you'll get kind of a head start by taking part uh in all this and we had a post on the the website but one of the things that you'll be able to um win is a dreamcast mag um so the mags are those like little buddies that kind of float um next to you and you like feed them different items and you know they evolve and 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 kind of assist you and you'll have like a little dreamcast mag with you and i think that is amazing i want that so bad that looks so awesome yeah i just think that back in the day i was expecting a fantasy star game that was also online like you know what I mean? right so like on hey, look look i get how impossible that was but that's like if they made a multiplayer game like okay like diablo 4 is going to be like sort of multiplayer like i'm for that that makes a lot of sense if they made a mario game did you guys see that trailer for the mario universal studios where everyone's like running through a giant unlimited mario level like, oh, i think so i don't it's a great trailer. Yeah, it was cool. Everyone was like, why don't they make a game like this? And I'm like, see, I would do that. Like, a hundred different people playing a Mario all crazy and shit. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just, it says Fantasy Star. I wish they had called it something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I wish it just it was like Fantasy Zone. Because it's zones. It's got a bunch of zones. Like, then I would have been like, that's way better than the actual Fantasy Zone. That fucking egg game, dude. I don't Oh, the you shmup. Cute them up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it was Space Harrier online, I would have played the shit out of that. Like, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, man. This How would that work? <laughs> huh? How would that work, Space Harrier online? You have, like, 30 people on your screen firing at the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. The <laughs> ultimate schmuck. Look, it's 56K modem, man. You know right. What I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm super excited, though, anytime something like this does come out, because I'm hoping it's if it's successful, it's just one step closer to bringing us to our Shining Force 4. Yep. So. <laughs> Like <laughs> you still got that uh, domain ready. We're mo- moving yeah. the needle just a snitch, you That's know. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. I yeah, I unfortunately missed the boat when uh, PSO one was out, so I'm trying to find a copy of it to play a little bit on my own, so I can get ready for this. Because I I was never into. That's the thing with me. I don't really care about the medieval themes ever, so I've never cared about World of Warcraft or. Um, things in that vein which most mm like 90 percent of mmos are medieval based stuff which is fine nothing against it it's just not my bag so for a sci-fi themed one i'm all in so i do want to give this a shot uh they it's only an xbox one beta they didn't say anything about a pc beta yet but they also didn't deny that it would happen so fingers crossed I won't be surprised if they um i wouldn't be surprised if, if the if they do an open beta for the pc version at some point so mm-hmm. that's probably where you're gonna have to play right scotty yeah but with how microsoft's been doing their ecosystem it'll probably have cross play in some way shape or form so that would be neat that would be pretty how cool. sega hadn't sold out their licenses to like tencent or you know yeah. what i mean like all those like chinese mmo mobile guys like i don't they I don't did know. do that to um, they actually did do that with one company in oh man where was it? like it was like indonesia or somewhere like that it was it was weird because and it was for pso2 um and that that country spoke english and so they actually translated oh. the game to english 
and we're playing it like not long after PSO2 released in Japan. Uh, That's why one thing people were so upset about is that. Yeah, you're talking about the Chinese Vita release, right? Or something? No, that... this was the this was PSO two. I know it was released in, in on Vita as well, but um, like the on the the PC version was released in another country that like outside of Japan, uh, and it was all in English. And but you, we couldn't play it. It, it was it sucked. So yep. it was like region locked. So it's had a weird history or timeline. This game. Yeah. Yeah. So at least we're getting it. Um, yep. Next bit <laughs> Sorry, of news. It seems to be the Sega fan motto sometimes. <laughs> at least we're getting it. Oh, forever. It. Like, at least it's finally coming. We waited this long, so, like, don't complain. Mm-hmm. You know, like, should move through. We finally got it, so don't. <laughs> God. Here's your fucking Michael Jackson tracks. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> right. What if they release all the songs that he did for Sonic and it was just one of the shittier albums? You know what I mean? Like, he Surprise. already, we found out we already, he already put the music out. Bad or something, yeah. Which, by the way, I've re-listened to some of those later albums, which I didn't like at the time. But when they're all mixed in together, like it, they do all right. You know, it's like it's like when you're expecting it to be like like '80s Michael Jackson that you're like, oh, this shit sucks. Like, so Tempered X was that, remember that Saturday Night Live sketch, like lowered expectations. You know, like uh, I don't. <laughs> lowered expectations. You know, it's just, just gotta lower your expectations. <laughs> don't fall into the hype. So anyway, PS2, PSO2. Don't fall into the hype. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, hype. <laughs> type the hype, Chris. What's next? Chris died. Chris, why is your mic muted? Did he say he's gone now? Oh, pee time! Oh yeah, All yeah. Right, he's gonna, gotta, he's yep. gotta take a. Uh, we're gonna put take him on blast now, then, um, because gotta, I don't know anything about this next thing. What? Hey, I got a question. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the doc because I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. Did you guys mention that uh, it looks like Platinum Games is going to do a Kickstarter so they can publish, re- they can uh, reprint or whatever, republish on Switch and PS4 or whatever? Uh, oh, was that for one 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 one? No, we haven't talked about that. Yeah. We talked about Liam Robertson broke that, and it looks like it's true. Oh so. no! Oh, is He's this another really one of good... uh, what Kamiya just being crazy and saying stuff he shouldn't? <laughs> no, no, Liam, Liam, Liam's been covering us for a month now. Like he's, his podcast is really good. Um, but he was saying that they actually went to Nintendo to publish it, and they just they declined. Hmm. So you know. Now they're like, well, they don't have the money, but they really, really want to put it back out there. So, oh yeah, I see an article on Eurogamer that was literally uh, published yesterday about it. Dev Platinum, ready? They to probably didn't credit. You guys should follow Liam L I A M Robertson. His podcast. Oh, he used actually, to, yeah, he is. They got a picture, a screenshot of, it, of oh. his tweet right now on there. So yeah, yeah. there's something. Dr. Yeah, he Cupcakes. he was. He, like, I listened to it, and, like, when I was working on Spyro, like, he would have Spyro info, and I'm like, how did he get that shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Who ratted us out, you know? But uh, so he's, he knows his stuff. Dude. I'm a, you know, he's he's talked about things that never came true before, but I always believe, like, that's more, like, development stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he was talking about the Star Fox racing game or something that was, it was a Star Fox-style, like, racing game that Retro was working on. Mm-hmm. And um, 
people are like, well, when did it ever come out? And I'm like, well, it's not the first time they've canceled fucking Star Fox games that were almost completely made. Yeah. You know, so like, I know for a fact that they, that game or something like that existed because I had friends that worked on it, you know? It's sitting on a hard drive somewhere in whatever state it was in. Yeah. So You see that more and more, yeah. too, even not even Star Fox, but like other games that people are finding and dumping uh, that were all but done. And, uh, yeah, it's not some big conspiracy that games were almost like 98% there and just didn't happen because of whatever. Well, the biggest was someone got the ROMs for that initial build of Sonic 2 and put them out. Oh, Earlier, yeah. later last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, all the screens from those levels that were in, like, the actual pics in the magazines, you know, mm-hmm. we're like, where's that game? Yeah, that, like, so. desert level and other stuff or whatever it was. I forget. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it does happen. I mean, I've worked on projects that just never get published. You know, <laughs> you're like, we all got paid. It's just to stay way nowhere. Mm-hmm. So... You know, you're not allowed to talk about them, so it does happen. But um, I'd be but I like the this. wonderful one. Yeah, yeah, it was I a like cool the idea one. that it, unfortunately being on the Wii U, I don't feel like it got enough uh, notoriety. I think we reviewed it last issue too. If there is an issue, I mean, there is a review in issue nine for Wonderful One Hundred and One coming up. So it's coming up. I did that a while back. So coming it'll be up. timely when it comes out. That's how we if we just play. We just wait long enough. It all it's all timely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I learned that when a game fan we. It took four months to make one issue, and when it came out, the game that we were going to talk about that no one knew about it just shipped. You know, it was like Death Spank. And we're Perfect. like, hey, Death Spank. And people were like, the Death Spank cover, that's awesome. No one knows that. Like, And no one's remembered about Death Spank since. That, there's a fun little gem of a game, dude. That's a fun game. That's awesome. So um, last bit of news is there's this uh, – we don't really talk about a lot of Kickstarter projects all the time in the news, but I thought this one was worth it. Despite us discussing it in what we played recently, here we go. <laughs> we literally were just talking about Platinum Kickstarting. <laughs> I was out. I was peeing when you guys were talking. We were, uh, <laughs> we were talking about it. I know, you just came right in like you knew what we were talking about. Nope. Just, eh, that's funny. Nope. I just let you guys roll with that one. But there's this new Kickstarter for a game called Battleaxe. Uh, that looks pretty badass. It's uh, pixel art based, which that already has my heart. You know, uh, it's by uh, the pixel artist is named uh, Hank Nyborg. It looks like it. He's done some stuff with like Shakedown Hawaii, which was a really awesome game. Uh, the Shantae series and uh, some other uh, really Contra good games. Four, right? What's up? Contra Four. Uh, yeah, the one on the, on the DS. DS. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so the game and is Zeno, uh, in Xeno Crisis. That's what it was. I was remember there was something more recent that he was uh, attached to, but um, it does say in the description that it's inspired by Golden Axe, uh, like Dungeons and Dragons, Shadow over Mistara, Knights of the Round, which is an awesome fucking game. I love that. Um, and anyway, just it looks. Out, have you guys seen uh, this? I think Sketch. I, I find out about it from you on Twitter. I think you tagged me in it. Yeah, I, I tagged you. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Blah, blah, blah. So, um, look, I I got a good eye for quality, you know? Like, I kind of have to with my job, because when you, when you make creative decisions and they suck, they hold you accountable. <laughs> um, but, like, like, when it comes to, like, just when you look at a game, you're like, this game looked like somewhere, something out of, like, an Amiga 32 and a Neo Geo title. You know? Like, it had that vibe. Like, I'm like, this looks fucking fun. Like the 
the the animations on point the gameplay looks looks responsive it just doesn't look like the shortcuts were taken mm-hmm. you know doesn't look it looks like all the bloods like hand animated like you could tell you could tell the shortcut pixel games when they there's like three frames and they just kind of move it right. along and axis and shit like no man this is this is quality stuff dude so and it's got a great name battle axe and we were all <laughs> talking about when they're gonna make another golden axe game this it kind of plays more like I want to say not magician lord, you know what I mean, but like like a Neo Geo title kind of would. Like I, I could easily see this being in the Neo Geo cab back in the day. Yeah, yeah. It does, even even visually, kind of looks. It has that kind of um, style to it, like the the, the sprite characters and stuff. Um, I I could totally see that. And this is something I would have like if this came out on the Neo Geo back in the day. Uh, I would have lost my fucking shit for this game because uh, it just looks amazing, man. I. I Love it's it. a top down. Um, we didn't really mention how what the gameplay is like a top down kind of gauntlet style thing. Yeah, it's it's almost like a almost isometric. It's not completely top down. Yeah. Um it's almost like a three quarter perspective or something. Um and I ended up backing it immediately. Sprites, cool. Uh yeah. sorry. Yeah, big sprites like all the characters are large enough. They're not tiny and you see everything going on. Yeah. This the, is the kind of stuff that should be like when they were saying you can buy new new games on the Polymega, hmm. it's this kind of stuff that they should be going oh, after. For sure. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah uh, cool. I I backed it to be able to get my name as a villager. Also, you'll you see. Would. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm going to be in the game. Um, is it ass? And in they your just announced bowl or whatever. What's that? Is is your screen name ass in your cereal bowl or whatever? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> No, it was uh, ass hair in your food. God. Is, is what Odin was basically, um, they were playing some sort of like, him and the twins were playing this like a uh, racing game that's like edu- like an edutainment type thing. And like you have to solve like math problems or something. And so it was earlier this past week and um, they were all setting it up. And I go over there and start looking over his shoulder and I see his username. And the username he created was ass hair in your food. I was just like, Odin, what is up with this? What are you doing? And he was like, Oh, it's just it just means as hair in your food. And I'm like, What? Are you I don't know, man. <laughs> Such a weird kid. <laughs> like, but it's one of those where you don't I didn't want to like laugh about it in front of him I because have to I be the adult. To... Exactly. But after I went and told Jamie in the other room, we were both cracking up about it. <laughs> Last name, my buns. First <laughs> yeah. name, dicks up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh man um is amanda so, hug and kiss here exactly let's see they're they have a goal um i guess it's in like euros uh because he's yeah i guess he's in the netherlands but it's about fifty two thousand dollars is what the goal is and they just launched it game this, you this can, you can buy it for 52 grand that there <laughs> that's the goal but they're already at over thirty thousand. so if this is definitely going to get funded um, they're more than halfway there to their goal, and they have 24 days left. So definitely check it out. Like we said, it's called Battle Axe. So go check it out on Kickstarter. I'm amazed and just they got watch, that name. You know? Yeah, watch the um, the video, uh, the gameplay video, because it looks amazing. <laughs> oh, a week later, they're sued by EA for using Battle Axe. Like, yeah. you know, careful. You know, just careful. Like, <laughs> you always figure a name like that. Some studio already handled, but it's look, man, Sketchcraft. I I thought that would have been taken, but it wasn't. You mm-hmm. know, like I got at a certain time where it was like, huh, there it is possible every now and then to stumble in 
Mm-hmm. Well, we're doing the kind of the same sort of thing with Mega Visions. You know, it's like you just got to tweak it a little bit. I mean, we basically changed one word. Um, we are not laser now, eye surgery or anything. Yeah, so it's amazing what you could do by just tweaking a name a little bit, and you're like, oh, now this is mine. Yes, the lawyers are gone. Maria, right? Like, yeah, yep. as in my. <laughs> dollar signs <laughs> yep so anyway uh check that out that's uh that's gonna do it for the news but um i i figured with we didn't have a ton of like you know breaking news this week and so i thought it might be fun just to uh you know throw a shout out to a, a game that looks amazing and uh i'm i'm looking come on we are on the cusp of the biggest day for Sega fans that there's going to be this year. Oh. That is true. With the Sonic, Sonic movie. movie. The Sonic oh. movie. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I knew where you were going. Uh, uh, Scott, like, I was waiting for the dramatic pause, so. Okay. <laughs> Crickets. Praise Jesus. Praise <laughs> we did yes. talk about that a little bit at the um, top of the show. Yeah. Um, Scotty bought his uh, his tickets. Yeah, his, my tickets. served and ready to You and James and Marsden's mom are mm-hmm. prepared. Like, Same theater. <laughs> Oh man, it's gonna be great. Um, so let's get into our feature discussion. Scotty, you came up with this topic, so I'll let you do the introductions. Sure, because uh, we were talking about Fantasy Star Online two, um, and it's cool that that's finally happening. It's an MMO, um, and MMOs are cool. But I thought it would be neat to ask, what Sega game would we want to see turned into an MMO? Doesn't have to be an RPG. Doesn't have to be even something that really had much of a story at all or any type of multiplayer at any point. Uh, I thought that would be cool to discuss. Sketch is going to say Space Harrier, right? Oh, yeah, he already answered this question. (laughs) I want 30-player online Space Harrier. Uh, (laughs) Look, dude, Space Harrier 3D on the 3DS is fucking a great conversion of that game. You add, like, you know, uh, 99 other dudes, like Space Harrier Royale, then, you know, you got yourself. I just picture the fucking insane. You, you log into and start up the game, and then somebody's somebody's headset echoes, and you just hear "Get ready, get 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 get, get ready." Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny. Um, what, uh, Scotty? I'm interested. What what was uh, your choice? Uh, so I forever ago I wrote a thing um, on Sega Addicts called "All I Want for Christmas Is Dreamcast 2. And on one of those things, I kind of made up a launch list of like what I would want of sequels. And one of those things was actually a Jet Set Radio online game, which is essentially what Hover is now um, that's already out. So tailoring away from or going away from that, because that's kind of already been done, I think it would be really cool to see a Panzer Dragoon Saga type MMO, which it's already an RPG. Not so much the on-rails thing, but very much walking around and like, I just think it would be awesome to go into a battle with your friends flying on the backs of dragons. And um, the bosses were always cool and giant in that game. And a lot of that game... A, a portion of that game has not aged well in terms of walking around villages and stuff because there's there's maybe like eight people in the village that you can talk to, if even that many. So I think it would be really cool to have that walking around and uh, not not so much like PSO2, just getting your missions and stuff, but like actually interacting with other people. An online dragon-based RPG with your buddies, I think would be really cool. And you could see everybody's personalized dragon, like how they show up and how they've, they've tweaked stuff and like, and things like that. So 
Yeah, it would be a very cool game. And part of that game saga is very chill, where you're kind of flying around these empty areas just trying to grind before a boss battle and stuff. I think that would be neat. I've never gotten into MMOs in any way, shape, or form, but I would definitely do it riding on the back of a dragon. That sounds pretty cool, actually. I'm sure Graham would. You'll get that game when Avatar Two comes out. Oh no. Because you just described Avatar. Just flying right. around with my friends with dragons. Pretty much. Pandora, like... That Pandora could be cool. rules. That, what? An Avatar <laughs> online game might actually be kind of cool, too. As long as there's no Michelle Rodriguez in it. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> or or, oh, or it's like Monster Hunter World, and then she just gets eaten by some fucking plant Tyrannosaurus Rex thing. That's like, fine. Freed me. <laughs> we were supposed to do the, uh, the mailbag after the news. My bad. Well, no, it would be after this because we have responses to this as well. Oh, okay, perfect. Okay, so I didn't screw that. Sweet. No, not this time. Um, I would pick Shinmu. So I know there's there was that Shinmu online uh, that came out like in, either in Japan or China. Oh yeah. But I would want a a a real like Shinmu online game where maybe you're not there's not like a grand purpose of like you you know like trying to avenge your father's death or anything like that. But maybe it's just you're just running, you know, a shop and just doing your thing, trying to make ends meet. You know, you're just a regular person, uh, you know, just going about your business. Maybe you, r- you run the local arcade and, you know, like I w- it would be neat to see, like, what are these people doing outside? It would be. The- Let's go move to Japan, bro. <laughs> Dude, I can't do that, man. But you want games in which you just don't really do anything like mm-hmm. and I'm like, look. I'm the king of games in which you really don't do anything. Like, I, that's my fucking jam. And I just, like, I, I, fans would be so mad if it was just, you just, what are you doing? I, you, that's you the best buying, part about it. Like, I mean, <laughs> we people, just we things uh, in the shop. <laughs> we played, like, the, uh, the Dreamcast, like, Tokyo Bus Guide or whatever. Hell yeah. Online. You gotta get your OSHA card so you can back a forklift into a fucking parking spot. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Just make it the most mundane mmo and video game ever and it's just you're literally just doing like really menial tasks monorail simulator i mean it already makes you do that you know in shinmu games anyway when you're moving crates and you're doing other stupid shit like that so um gashupan simulator mmo <laughs> just, what if they gave it to you lucky hit all day long what if, they, what if they gave it to you but for the first four hours of the game you were stuck using a segway that's fine. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your character was just attached to a Segway. Like the Paul Blart MMO. Could you deal with that? You're a mall you, cop. you accept? Like, you had to go through the first four hours, and then you can do whatever. Like the uh... yeah, that's the tutorial is four hours. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it's <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's a very chill tutorial <laughs> right <laughs> it's just all mall music the entire time too and then at the very end they're like oh you didn't put your helmet on for this tutorial we gotta go back safety first <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, it's man. the desert bus of tutorial right oh, no. online oh, no. i love it desert bus I basically it. i just want to say MMO my already. answer is always shining force by the way i like, knew you were gonna do that it's always shining force. <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> what would a shining force mmo be like though all right so a couple different ways one it would be great if you could build up your own little mini army and then you know what i mean you can like maybe you had like a, you control a group of three and everyone mm-hmm. else control groups of three and you can get together to form an army hmm. you okay. know what i mean 
and yeah. like people can rotate as captain based on their leaders and then pick the fucking different battles and shit you know and then you can separate outside of battle and go do whatever like there's different ways you could do it or you could do one-on-one where it's just literally um you're playing through a mini campaign where one's the bad guys one's the good guys you know like it just has that tactical fucking like top down i mean it could be i would accept a 3d with 2d character like breath the fire looking okay thing, yeah. you know like i would accept that you know look uh tactics you know like style um but you would want the larger maps the tactics is more like little dioramas so you would want the larger maps for shining force but... or it could be something where it's got nothing to do with shining force and just put the fucking name on it you know <laughs> and uh you're in some like j-pop world right and love will mm-hmm. save the day with jazz music and shit and fucking dicks um, I would like to like if it were more detailed if if it would look like the original concept art, the art style would be great, you know too. Like so, but um, but I do fear that if modern MMO dudes got a hold of it, they would be like, okay, you're each, you got to do these hundred man raids. It's how the armies are built, you know. And it's like, no, no, I think there's room in between. You know what? I take it back. VR. It has to be in VR. Because in VR, RTSs are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. They don't even feel like RTS. Like, I even, I shudder using that phrase RTS when you're pl- doing it in VR. Like, it's fucking like having your little toys. So, you could have a board, a, literally a giant board where the other person's on the other side, and you can go through campaigns, and it would be great to play two, two, you could have your army, another person could have an army, and another person could have an army, and the one person could be the bad guy. It could be three on one, you know? I'm just dropping a a link uh, on the dock because there was actually a Shining Force online Kickstarter that came out a long time ago. Like this was earlier than 2014, and Sega obviously uh, knocked it down. Like they took it offline because it was literally called Shining Force Online. And so then the guy comes out and uh, does a, a a new game called Shining Empire. And the idea was it was going to be an MMO RPG that's a spiritual successor to Shining Force. Um, and it it managed to raise a whopping uh, $1,500 on Kickstarter and was unsuccessful. Um, well, so, I mean, come on. You can't, <clears throat> can't knock the brand, bro. You know? Yeah, but... Um, yeah, but this one looks like it's um I don't know how close uh to what it looks like the way you were kind of imagining, but it looks kind of interesting, but yeah. Nice. So Well, we got some replies to that one. Let's hear them. So, let's go into my sack. All right. Uh our good buddy Graham, Graham Theft Auto actually said uh he would I lost... Uh, there it is. Skies of Arcadia. He said, imagine flying around in ships with your mates, visiting floating islands. Awesome. <laughs> that's what he says. I, um, I think yeah, everyone in Skies of Arcadia. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, kind of makes a lot of the most sense, you know. Yeah, that was actually made by uh, most of the team, or some of the team that did Panzer Dragoon Saga, so we're on the same wavelength almost. Um and then uh, also on Facebook, Mike H says, "How? No idea, but there needs to be more Burning Rangers in my life." Um, 
I mean, that would just essentially be raids. That's what that game pretty much is. You're just putting out fires the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that could be cool. That could be something. Uh, Colin R on Facebook says, do an OutRun-based MMORPG. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> we're just driving around i guess isn't that one of the, one of the burnout games or no um Midnight is that the one the guns and roses song paradise city uh is it burnout paradise kind of like that yeah, yeah. burnout paradise yeah so i think it was midnight club which is a rockstar game they might have done uh i think that game was like online you like pull up to a stop sign or a stop light and can challenge someone to a race and stuff hmm. so i don't know if it'd be like that maybe um, and then, uh, let's see some other ones specifically related to this. Um, Mr. Yu in our discord said, I would like to see fantasy star, get a new mainline non MMO, then do a shining force MMO. But I guess that might be too generic fantasy and not really stand out like PSO does. This guy's like your uh, spirit animal, uh, sketch. Mm hmm. Let's see if there's any other specifically related to that. He did say do a shinning MMO. He spelled it with two N's. So. <laughs> oh, okay. He doesn't want to get sued. Shinning fierce. <laughs> shinning fierce. That's what it would be. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much the replies we got to this specific question, which is good. Awesome. All good ideas. Uh, and then we go we into... We all know just... Chris just wants... He just wants Eternal Champions. Battle uh, right. Oh, yeah. Give me some of that. Eternal Champion lines. Fighting Force uh, Online. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, Die Hard Arcade Online. Just have 50 <laughs> people running through these dumb quick time events and stuff. Um, I'm down for that. What was that Riot game Rockstar put out? Like, in the early 2000s that went right. nowhere. Remember? Uh, it was, like, State of Emergency. Was that oh, yeah, there was one called State of Emergency, yeah. Yeah. State of Emergency Battle Royale. <laughs> sure. Like, what is that one where, you, where everyone kills... Everyone like one night of the year. What was that called? <laughs> what are you talking about? The it's all the video the games. Movie. It's a movie the where and a TV show now, but like it's like one night of the year you can go and like the commit purge. any. You're crime. talking about the purge, yeah? Did they ever make a video game on that? Mm, it's like yeah, every, it's called trolling it's, yeah, GTA it's, Online. And so you could just that would be a fun game where everyone can just go and fucking kill people, and it's cool. And there's all these elaborate ways to do it. Yeah, there's no. It'd be great if the wrong person got the license, like, like some kawaii, like Japanese, like (laughs) mobile developer got the purge, and it was like all super cutesy. Oh wait, (laughs) there is a game called The Purge Day. It's a VR thing only. It's a first-person narrative immersive horror shooter. That's too many words. Um, oh, man. Choose your weapon and fight against alien swarm in Asian agglomerish. That's a word I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to my sack here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay. So questions not related to that, but just other questions. Uh, Caesar in the Discord asks, low-hanging fruit but still counts, I guess. Best and worst GameStop memory. I, I feel like you should start here, Scotty. Uh, best memory was when I quit. No, um, (laughs) (laughs) there's not really, I would say one of the worst things that happened to me while working there, um, was when a couple of douchebags walked in and it was around the release of, um, oh crap. Uh, oh geez. What's the, what's the game? My, my mind is going blank now, um, that you jump on a planet and you can interact with with the planet and then fly to another planet. No man's sky. Mario galaxy. Nope. 
<laughs> no Man's Sky. Um, when No Man's Sky came out, and it was not at all what everybody said it was going to be, and <clears throat> people were returning it after opening it and wanting their demanding their money back. Um, two guys came in, and this is when I was an assistant manager, and the store manager was on his break in the back room. Um, but he saw he saw this start to happen, so I think he could he got a he got a whiff of what was going down. Um, cause these guys came in and just like immediately angry, um, just uh, literally no joke, like come in and say, I want to return this game. Cause it was not what I wanted. And he like came in and like, like laid his copy down on the counter, like slammed it down on the counter. Like I was <laughs> like, I somehow immediately offended him just by being at the <laughs> counter. And he's like, so I want to return this game. And I started to go into why he can't get a full refund if it's not defective and yada, yada, yada. Cause it was open. And uh, you, I guess you could see his his body language on the security camera because my boss came out immediately and he's like, "Everything all right, here, Scott?" I'm like, "Yeah, uh, they kind of just want." It. And like he interrupted me, he's like, "No, I want to." And my boss was immediately like, "Well, no, we can't recall the game, but if you like, I, uh, we can uh, just happily call the cops if you want to continue being like this and blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "Whoa, I'm gonna step back for a second. <laughs> like he was clearly ready for this garbage. And the guys tried to start some shit, and we're just like, "Nah, but you know, if you don't want to leave." Um, we're not going to do this for you, but we can happily get the police involved. And they're like, nah, we'll see ya. And it was just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Jesus. It, it was just these douchebags coming in, trying to do what everyone else was doing, returning a game because they thought it was shit. And they could have just, you know, maybe listened to the reviews and not picked up their copy and all this other junk. But just douchebags coming in to be douchebags and not ready to get their way, but also not ready to fight for it either. Um, you know, thankfully I've never been held up or anything. I have had to stop people stealing shit literally under my nose, which is always fun, but uh, those could have been much worse. So yeah, that's the fun time. Sometimes though, I mean, if you want to get into black Friday garbage, I was honestly on the safe side of the counter working rather than being out in the insanity, but nothing too horrible that it was ever, really really bad like what am i doing here i need to leave i hate my life or anything right right uh sketch what about you you know i don't really i really don't go to gamestop often mm -hmm. like throughout the years it wasn't really wasn't really my jam for what well, i don't know for whatever reason um i do i think the worst experience i had was mm, I, I wouldn't say it was gamestop's fault but it was when the wii came out we were in oh, line, <laughs> and I got into it with this fucking developer at Sony because he was a fucking asshole. And he, so this is how nerd it was. Nerd, this fucking dorks, dude. Both of us. <laughs> I was saying that I love Wind Waker, but it's a real fucking shame that you could take pictures in the game, but you can't put the fucking pictures on the walls and the picture frames and fucking homes. Hmm. Like, it'd be nice if I could take photographs and then actually... Put, and then he was like, that's a memory issue, and then they're doing all this technical shit, and I'm like, it comes with a fucking memory card, so you're taking pictures just put them on the fucking wall <laughs> 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 and he was like eh, de, 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 coding, and I'm like da, 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 that's why your games fucking suck EverQuest 2, you know what I mean, got your ass kicked by WoW, you know, like so like, 
<laughs> like, <laughs> and he was like, you're never going to work at Sony. I'm like, I never want to work with fucking assholes who can't fucking code a picture on a wall. Like, it's not that hard. Like, it would be funny if you could go in and, and change other people's photos on their walls, too. Like, you could just take pictures of people's butts and then go put them up in like, <laughs> that With that little, like, link doing the look around. Hey, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> That, that, that link looks like Miyamoto. Have you ever looked at it? Of the like, go look at Link at Wind Waker Link and look at Miyamoto, and it's the it's the me version of Miyamoto. Hundred percent, hundred percent with blonde hair, like it is. So, um, but yeah. So and then everyone else was just like, guys, we got six more hours of waiting for this fucking system. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Settle down. He's, he is a little shit fucker, and I haven't forgotten you, asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> Still troll him on Twitter. Twelve years later, man, I, I haven't <laughs> forgot. You know, and it's a good fucking idea. Makes sense. Anyhow, uh... <laughs> that's a shame. We're not bitter. The best experience at GameStop might have been like the last time I was there, which was for the launch of Grand Theft Auto Five. I was just at this GameStop in San Diego and they had a grill and a fucking Astro Jump. And that's why I was saying, like, the sense of community. Like, there was a group of people. And then the FIFA guys were also there for their game. And so the FIFA guys and, like, they, everyone was getting along. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's like you know, the, in those pictures of the, the jungle where all the crazy animals are all hanging out by the water hole getting along and shit. Like, <laughs> like in Jungle Book or. Was it yeah, 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 like all, they're all just there. Like it was all these like hardcore, super passionate gamers for their specific franchise, but everyone was getting along and shit. And there was barbecue. And yeah, there was laser tag, and oh. someone brought horseshoes and shit. Yeah, it was fucking. Yeah, those are always I was like, good. I was like, if this is if launches were like this, I would go to just game launches. You know, like uh-huh. like buy some street food, fucking play some laser tag. I don't know. Like it was fun. Yeah, I could. Boy, I could go down the list of a, some midnight launches that I hosted and stuff. Like one, one that was unexpectedly more successful than I thought it would be is we did a scavenger hunt for the new Assassin's Creed game. Uh, that was the the one where it was in old timey England or something. And so, like, we all had we all dressed up in uh, different garb for that, and then we did a scavenger hunt where I had a bunch of like feathers out in the parking lot and stuff we were in a strip mall where nobody went so there wasn't any risk of people getting run over thank god but just like hid the feathers out there and you do this and we had like a a, a, a trivia game and like other stuff like that so things like that were always fun or like tournaments and stuff that we would host um those were always a good time i will say one of the best and worst at the same time was when i hosted a smash brothers tournament for the wii u game um and it was like icy out and barely anybody made it, but we had enough people and we had chairs set up. And this was the one where you could play the game with your DS as well. Um, one kid lost in the first round and he fucking spiked his 3DS on the floor and ran out of the store. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh, boy. This is what I feared. Um, he came back in and got something. We get like gave him a consolation, whatever. But um, that could have gone a lot worse. But like the tournaments were always fun. Uh, we did one for Call of Duty, and I convinced my manager to let my band play in the store. <laughs> um, and we had, like, an energy drink. Uh, like, someone from Monster was out front or something, too, and, and there was always a big line and, like, people doing whatever. So it was, yeah, the midnight launches are, like, tailgating, and those were always a good time if they were done right. 
So, what about see, you, Chris? That's the kind of community shit I was saying GameStop needs. Like, not yep. not make yourself fucking the, the, the go-to birthday place for the richest guy in the fucking neighborhood who could somehow afford yeah. to rent out fucking 60 fucking high-end PCs that your kids just want to play on their fucking phones anyway. Like, it's not what I was talking about, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, we would do goofy shit like... Um... For, for different shooters and stuff, we'd have all kinds of boxes left over from shipping, so we'd have like a build-a-tank contest and stuff. So those are usually pretty hilarious and pretty fun. People build a tank out of like, the Like during the, the big game, the, the Super Bowl, right? The big game. Oh, you can't say the, the SB word. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're coming yeah. after us. <laughs> trademark, yep. So, <laughs> um, like these, Super Bowls. Why they don't have Madden tournaments those days? You know what I mean? With fucking bring yeah. out the fucking grill easy, dude out easy. there, sell some fucking dogs and burgers and fucking impossible whoppers, whatever, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> like fucking do a little, get like a shitty little fucking pole caliber tournament statue made. Hell yeah! Turn like it's just that kind of shit. That, but I think that's out the the reach of corporate GameStop. You know? Yeah, they don't understand it. I remember one thing when we were talking about the GameStop um, in the news uh, section earlier. I remember what I was what I was going to say, and I, I forgot. This was something that I noticed um, playing at that my local arcade that they have a console area that they is also connected online, so you can play like Xbox Live games and stuff. Something I didn't really expect, but I, I noticed and I thought it was kind of interesting was that. Um, Odin and Christopher, when they went over there to play, they wanted to play Fortnite. Um, and they were able to play it online. They weren't even connected at all. Like, the, there, there was no, like, interconnected system so they could play with the people there. They were just playing it online. But what was pretty neat is, it, like, there was this big crowd of kids that ended up, like, coming around, like, Odin and watching them play because Odin's pretty good at Fortnite. And so I think, like, that's there's something there. Where I think if GameStop, like what we saw in those pictures, there were kids playing Fortnite. Like, I think that could be something that would be really big where kids would want to just go there and play Fortnite. Kind of just to show off their skills like people did back in the day at arcades where they wanted to show like how good they were at fighting games and different things like that. I think that even though it's an online game, I think it's something that people would like to be able to show off their skills like in a kind of a public space like that. So I think GameStop might be on to something there where they could attract some really young kids to want to come and hang out and kind of play Fortnite online, uh, you know, in in front of their friends and stuff. So I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. I just wanted to say that piece. But uh, my best and worst, probably uh, my worst... I would say is when GameStop bought Funko Land. Uh, that was like the beginning of the end for me because uh, I had a Funko Land of one, but all I'll yeah. say is pops are the devil. The end. <laughs> I loved Funko Land. It was oh those one... that Funko. My bad. <laughs> Not Funko Pops. I mean Funko Land. Yep. Um, because I had one fairly close to us that we'd always go to and the my favorite thing about it was going in and you'd get that like little like newspaper handout that they would have that listed every single video game for oh, every you want system. that garbage holy shit i loved it i would get it every single time just to look at the price differences i would go line by line my parents would also um give us one of those like around christmas time they'd be like you know check off the games that you want 
and then we'll go see if maybe they have them and you can get them for Christmas. I just, it was so much fun. I love being able to go there. They let us play games. We knew all the people that worked there. It was just the best game store that I'd ever been to. And then when I found out, you know, it was like, what, like late 90s or early 2000s when GameStop bought like them and Babbage's and Software, mm-hmm. etc. Um, it just all changed from there. And it became, you know, this big corporate, you know, like the man. Uh, it was just, you know, like it was just blah, you know, it's 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 turned into what GameStop is now where people, you know, mostly just hate it. You know, it's just it, it wasn't always like that. And it was just a shame that they, you know, turned all these like really cool because I even like software, et cetera, a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I had yeah, one was, in my local mall. Babbage's was my thing before GameStop was a thing. Yep. And a lot of people don't know that's why there's also a lot of times like two GameStops um in a mall it's because one of them used to be like a software etc or babbage's um software etc was my jam yeah no that was good too i think i bought i think i bought a saturn there when when i bought one um but no i i loved it so that was you know that was probably my worst experience um my best i don't I, i may have told this on the uh the podcast before and it's probably not one of my you know like my most proudest moments but it was um when the psp had just released and it was before gamestop yeah because i think it was before gamestop bought uh what was the other one it was software eb games, EB games that's what it was okay so yeah in town, electronic boutique also was what yeah yeah that's what it was so there was an eb games and a gamestop in town and they both had these different promotions going on where one of them was you trade in three games and you get an extra like 10 or 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. And the other one was had another oh, I have a story program. about that. Another one was like buy like two pre-owned games and get one free or something like that. And mm-hmm. the one that was holding the, the one where you get an extra $15, there were no exclusions on yep. the games. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Yep. <laughs> and so my brother... Um, he wanted to get a PSP, but he didn't have a ton of money. So I was like, look, dude, this is what we do. Give like, if you have like 70 bucks, we go to the down to like the EB games and we buy a ton of their cheapest games that they have. Yep. Then we take that to GameStop, we trade them all in. Oh. And so we did that. And the, the face of the GameStop employees, like when we came in with this giant box of just shitty, like sports games and, like, <laughs> and yeah, they were tight. You know, we were getting less than a dollar. We got month. 70 copies of quarterback club. Night. It was shit like yeah. that. I kid you not. I, I promise you. And we were getting like dollars on them, but each of the three tacked on like another $15. Yep. And so $15 for Mace, the dark ages, my brother $15 from quake six Hexen 64. And so he spent about $75 and got over $500 in credit, was able to buy a PSP. He got like all this protective equipment, like the, the, like the protective screen stuff. He got like nice. twisted metal and a couple other games and he's, he got it all. And it was for like Snoop about Dogg's 70 puff, bucks. Puff pass UMD movie. <laughs> so I'm part of one of the reasons why we no longer can do fun 
things like that. <laughs> so I am part so, of the problem. I'll... No joke. What you just said, we would do that as uh, not. Mm, let me explain this. Uh, so yeah, uh, what you're talking about, it, and they realized this after they kicked this deal in. Like you would basically trade in four to five games, get an extra ten bucks. So we would, t- and we would get harassed by corporate. Like you guys aren't hitting those numbers on those trade in deals. What's going on? So we're like, all right, cool, fuck right off. We would tell people that walk in, look, there's our PS2 bin. Buy a fifty cent game. Uh, finish that transaction. Now go shop around and trade that game in with what you're about to trade in as well, and you'll get extra money. <laughs> we didn't give a shit, and we were tired of corporate breathing down our necks. So we're like, oh, we'll do this. And they're like, all right, store whatever. You guys are at the top. Don't know what you're doing, but keep it up. Spread the <laughs> <Keep> word. Because <laughs> they don't look at the individual sales. They just see like how we're doing in that specific deal going on. So, yeah. Damn the man. And that's why GameStop is in the mess it is today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's good hilarious. Stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, although, though, one of the last things I'll say, like, one of the best things is uh, when I was telling the regulars, like, I was leaving and stuff, moving on to bigger and better things, a couple of them would, be, like, I'll still remember uh, one guy was like, you guys have always been good to me, Scott, you in particular. And he just threw a 20 on the counter. I'm like, I, I can't take tips. He's like, oh, whatever. You know, just say I dropped it. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to leave. But that's yours. I'm like, oh, uh. <laughs> but it was it was cool that like customers actually not even customers, just the regulars like appreciated and they were legitimately unhappy that I was leaving and stuff like that. Stuff like that was cool. Yeah, it's crazy, man, that. They just the way they cut their they they do that for taxes or whatever. It's fucking oh, stupid yeah. because because I just don't the stress a GameStop employee goes through. You know, I'm not gonna say it's equal to a barista, but it it may as well mm. be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's very similar. And so like the fact that you can't just you know, man, you're fucking having a shitty day. Here's a couple. Here's the tip jar. I just right. It's just uh, I, I, I again, to, like, a, buy a pizza or something for the staff or whatever. But you know. More carbs while you're standing there. Uh-huh. You know, like, <laughs> contemplating life. Um, is it, is it? Can we afford Little Caesars today, or do we upgrade uh-huh. to Papa John's? You know, yep. like, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the sad part about GameStop leadership, though, that, like, they just never found a way to... Again, it should just be like a Starbucks with games. Like, I don't... I don't know. Man. It just seems... It doesn't seem that hard, but... I could understand changing the interior of that. That's, that's the, the company always reminded me of Mad Cats. There's something very Mad Catsy about that company, and I've been to Mad Cats headquarters quite a few times, dude. And it was always like, you know, like you're, you're always looking for the guy who's gonna rip a Ferrari in half, you know. <laughs> Like <laughs> that it's like one schemey controller scheme to the next, you know. Like just make a fucking quality gamepad, motherfucker. Yeah. Stop stop making every gamepad look like it's a it's a <laughs> you, know, you know, it's it's a J pop sex toy. Like this is ridiculous. Whoops. Like yeah. nubs, it's funny nubs you, everywhere. It's funny you mention that because yeah, there's the Mad Cats brand. GameStop had their own like brand of controllers that they sold. But no one was buying them as branded as GameStop, so they renamed them like Play Games or something super generic, so that more people would buy them because they didn't trust like a GameStop brand controller in a GameStop store, and rightfully <laughs> so. 
But yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and, and they didn't like openly tell us. I just I asked one day. I'm like, this looks just like this, but it's labeled this. What's going on? And they and someone that was not corporate told me that they're just renaming them so that people buy them. <laughs> I bought those all the time just because I was like, I ain't spending $40 on a controller. Give me yeah. one, 20 bucks. I'm good. Right. So that's a lot of GameStop top, uh, talk. Um, we have one other question here that's not totally related to GameStop or the the, uh, the main topic by Mr. Haru <clears throat> asks, what's your most hated role of Michelle Rodriguez and how soon did it take for you to realize she only had one shtick? Well, um, <laughs> just that, that mean tough girl. Yeah. Uh, I... You know, we try to be positive, but I found one quickly enough. It was definitely her role in the SWAT movie, um, and I just looked at the trailer. I should have got a timestamp. I think it was like 50 seconds into the SWAT trailer where Samuel Jackson's like, "Get your filling, kill, get your killing face on," and he goes to her, "Why are you smiling?" And she goes, "Cause it tickles me." I'm just like, "Oh God, I hate you." <laughs> that Man, in mind, I though, to... yeah, go ahead. I'll go on. I was just going to say, I used to despise Michelle Rodriguez for that very reason, because it's like the same role uh, over and over again. And I'm just like, God, she sucks. I hate her. Low but, brow, holding a handgun. Yeah. But you know what? There was something that maybe it's just that she's been around for so long. It eventually got to the point where we saw something. Maybe I think we were watching the first Fast and Furious movie. And Jamie and I were watching it, and when she, you know, came on and did her little shtick, we just kind of both chuckled. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I used to hate her, but I kind of love her now. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's just maybe it's just kind of worn on me over the years. And I, I just whatever it is, like she's now in that Nicolas Cage Boy. kind of area for me, where when I see her do her thing, I expect it, and when she does, I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. You know, that's <laughs> that's it. That mean yeah. tough girl. With an attitude. I love it. And so one of her I, – I like her role uh, in Avatar. That's right. The pilot. Like just, asshole. And she's the pilot. She's the asshole pilot. She's just super tough and comes around in the end and does the right she's thing. She's got the same feather ring herself. that Billy – the legend of Billie Jean wore. Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like she saw the legend of Billie Jean. She's like, I, that's my life now forever. You know, like. Man, I like that movie too. Look, I, it such sucks because it's like I want to be annoyed with her, but it's because of her two really incredibly hot lesbians made out oh at an Avatar screen, like <laughs> <laughs> rooting for Michelle Rodriguez, and I'm like, well, fuck, you know, like what am I supposed you to say? You can't hate her now. <laughs> like, if it weren't for James Cameron and Michelle Rodriguez, I couldn't enjoy this experience right now. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. they were so happy. I would say this. You know what would be fun if they would do one more shitty Resident Evil movie and just have a bunch of clones of Michelle Rodriguez no. fight a bunch of clones and just like the whole world just comes down to clones of them and it's just it's no. just those two fighting. <laughs> I don't want the maybe, future. Maybe they're fighting over a love interest and it could be Chris Klein when he played Charlie Nash in that Chun-Li movie. Have you seen him in that? Nope. The Chun-Li movie? Oh, You're missing one of the greatest performances ever captured. Like people have just taken his the way he acts in that movie and put them all together. Like it's kind of like a poor man's Jason Lee. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like imagine if like a poor man Jason Lee was pretending to be like a beat cop, 
and I, uh, talking to himself the whole fucking time and everyone else is just like what is he doing i <laughs> looked it up i looked I, I literally typed in chris klein chun lee and the first thing that comes up is a video that is every one of chris klein's lines in street fighter <laughs> the chun lee story yeah it didn't last long you, you should just get us a little sample of that right out sky just sample it for yourself just, okay just get a little taste a little charlie nash for you i apologize for the listeners it might bleed through I love this job. Oh God! All right, I had enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll see. Like I'm, like, I think they should be fighting over him. Hmm. And that that I would I would go see that in 4DX. Maybe <laughs> one of those 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 seats where they spit on you. You know, like whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> have you guys all the? Have you seen the trailer for Fast Nine? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where he's on a farm with I'm the an kids idiot. I'm ready. out of nowhere. He's in the middle of like sex and drugs. That's fucking crazy. She's it, it's oh uh, god damn it. I it's like that everything series. I love about Fast and Furious. I yeah. love it. So it stupid. felt like they were splicing together the farm scenes from Man of Steel with Michael Bay's pain and gain film. Oh, you know boy. what I mean? Like <laughs> mixed with a little bit of the new Rambo movie. Or an underground six. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> there's it's so preposterous everything about it. Like the one where he hits the like the him and Michelle Rodriguez are in like a car and they're driving off a cliff and instead of stopping, he opens the nitrous like Hell bottle yeah. and gun and hits this bridge and somehow like a cable gets attached to the car and That's like right. swings them across like a mile wide chasm yep. into from the ocean it's just so stupid i love it i'm ready look i'm telling you all they got to do is give them the masks and they could be masked oh <laughs> yeah i mean right what? yeah and it looks like they're also like because john cena is in this one and apparently he's dom's brother and they're like but they look like they're superheroes now like they're doing shit where like they're busting through walls and like falling hundreds of feet on the ground and like they're not hurt so i I wonder if at this point they're just like you know what like yeah you've got some super like super dna something like jizzed into you and now like the nos in our veins (laughs) right yeah They've just straight yeah, so many monsters. Up, like just put it right in their veins and they become the what was that eighties cartoon where the kid became a car when he got horny? What? <laughs> yeah, there was yeah, there was a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Anytime you'd see a chick he'd start to sweat and then he'd turn into a car. Uh like, <laughs> Turbo Teen. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See? Okay. <clears throat> Mm. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, all the hate against her. I did watch. The, I do like the Fast and Furious movies, if, aside from the ones with the rocket. If Michelle Rodriguez but... turned into a car, which car would she be, Scotty? Uh, but did be something real aggressive. Mm. Yeah, would she be With a monster Aztec? truck? Would she just be a, a, a Hummer or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> With the testicles hanging down in the bag, that's a real dick move. Oh no. Like, Maybe. Come or two. I don't An know H3. my cars at all. Maybe like a say. Subaru Outback. Sure. <laughs> sure. Are you saying that she right? is a bus? Remember those? What was those? Those? Those Daimler Chryslers. Remember they brought those back for a while. Those are <laughs> the old Woodies, right? Uh-huh. Those those. She could be that. Yeah. Uh, She'd be a Segway. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Are those in those movies yet? Segway souped up Segways with Nos. Why not? They take a Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> Fast and the Furious mall cops, dude. Yeah. Oh, God. Hell yeah. Oh, would they be segways with Nas? Like, they take a they they put 
a, a, a rocket engine onto a Pontiac Fiero in this movie. Mm-hmm. Bob and, Lazar would be impressed. Oh my god! Yo, Do you think they listened to the Bob Lazar interview and that's where they got the idea? Like, <laughs> probably. Maybe, Maybe they, they, he was like their their technical consultant. They should get the mechanic in the movie and make it Bob. He could go, well, you know, you just get the rocket. And, you know, I mean, physics will take care of the rest. You know, what is like element? <laughs> what is it? Nine oh two one oh. Element one fifteen. It's uh, I got some buried. In it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh god! I, am, I don't know I am. how we ended up Fast and Furious and Bob Lazar. That's fine. I... <laughs> makes as you much know, sense. You know, I don't else we get into space. You know what I mean? Like, like it's all it's all getting there. Did it's they do that yet? They had Fast and Furious on the moon or anything yet? Oh, they shit. have to That's like the next stop. they have to like slingshot a car around in the Earth's orbit, Look, the like best, they do for Apollo thirteen. The best suggestion I heard was just merge it with Jurassic Park. So oh, you know what I mean? It's all the Jurassic World and all oh, the dinosaurs no. escaping. The dinosaurs ate outrun. the dinosaurs ate the NOS. We've got to catch them. <laughs> what if yeah, we yeah. do? <laughs> what if we do a Fast and Furious in Triple X? spinoff movie where Vin Diesel is plays himself in both movies and has to fight himself. Ah, uh, the Diesel verse. Yes. Yeah, like it's like Xander. Was it Xander Cage and yeah, Dom? Horrible. Whatever his name is. Like I would love it. It's just Vin Diesel on screen the entire time. Yeah. The real missed opportunity is not putting Sonic in. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. I the agree. Fast and the Furious. Oh no! Right? I died. There is but, a Fast no, and You had me. You had that. me, and now I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> furry is dude. Oh, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez is a furry. No, yeah, no, she no. <laughs> she could be Amy Rose, dude. Ah, <laughs> uh, Amy Rodriguez. Oh, God damn it. Anyway, I am excited for Fast and the Furious Nine. I do want to say that though. That yeah. looks like it'll be good. I mean, not good, but I'll enjoy it. Uh, it'll be fun. And we do have one more question. We'll try to. Hold on, right at the end, you're like, and I'm looking forward to that movie. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> <laughs> not because of her uh i like those movies though um uh yeah we'll try to go through this one real quick here uh, one more my mr haru as far as a game question goes do you have a game that you absolutely love that nobody else seems to um Oof. for myself uh my gut was sonic r but there's some unironic love out there for that game so i'll just go with one that nobody seems to know about and even when they do they're like I guess whatever is uh, zero tolerance on the Sega Genesis is a first person shooter on there with very small screen of actual gameplay. Uh, it gets pretty, pretty repetitive, but I still enjoy it. Jesus, man. I have no idea. I should have looked at that one before. I have two games. I okay, go ahead. Do it. So the one I answered with is the one I always go to and it's spawn on the super Nintendo. Oh, I haven't played it's, that uh, one. I thought you were going to say the Dreamcast game, which is not good. No, it's – no, no, no. It's, again, that's what everyone thinks. No, it's the one on the Super Nintendo. It's actually a pretty f- cool little side-scroller. It's oh, got like the all the scenes art. from the comics. and It's kind of Ninja Gaiden-y a little bit. <clears throat> oh, okay. So, it almost yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. it could be Comic Zone. Like it's that large sprite artwork. Is it a fighting Yeah, yeah, game? yeah. So yeah, I like that. And then um, Top Gear Rally on the 64. Oh, um, yeah. I remember and, that one. Yeah, it had it had real time deformation. It was really weird. It just like moved the polygon, so you could, you could at the end it would like rotate your car and show you how fucked up your car was. And it was you could get it to like the flight of the navigator where you could get, like get all super pointed and shit. It was really mm-hmm. weird. But it also had a fully fledged paint shop. Nice, like, yeah. Programs you could that. just paint decals on there and shit. We'd spend all our times making like Green Lantern cars and fucking mm-hmm. all sorts of shit. So that's yeah. Cool. I mean, it had like no music. 
But right. it was it was a it was a fun game. I really enjoyed it. Did you ever play Arrow Gauge on the N sixty four, that racing game? Yeah, I don't like hoverboard games. Okay. Like the closest thing that I like to hoverboard style floating things would be Pod Razor. Yeah. That would um, be a, like Wipeout. I you, every time I think I do, but it's always like slippery. Like it doesn't really. Yeah. Like Pod I Racer, I feel like you're, you're hugging the ground. Much. You can grab on to shit. Like. Huh. Yeah. Um, Arrow Gauge had a cool thing though. One of the unlockable cars was an actual N64 controller, <laughs> and that just funny. looked funny and wacky racing as a N64 controller against other flying futuristic things. Well, that was the big one. goof at the time was that you could always unlock some stupid car like this. The LucasArts oh, yeah. games would have like a Buick or some shit. You could yeah, always or unlock. like the Cruising World, Cruising USA stuff. You'd have like a, a three-wheeled shrimp truck or something. Right. What'd you find, Chris? Eternal Champions. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that's it. That's it. I have it <laughs> that's right That's the show. <laughs> But it bought, took him forever to figure that out. I know. I bought the Sega CD version at uh, at Magfest this past year, so um, it's it's an incredible. Copy. I thought you were going to say like tattoo assassins or something. You use that word "incredible," and I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> oh, no, you're you're doing that to me, are you? Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I like it, man. I know, like a lot of people hate on it. I know it's not great, but for what it is, I I, I actually enjoy it. I think it's a fun. So, did you ever play Battle Monsters? Oh boy, I think I owned that. that Austin Mackart was streaming it the other night. I jumped in on the stream and I was rough. like, "Battle Monsters!" Is that the one with like like a menorah in front of them as their health bar? It's like thirteen candles or something crazy. Yeah, it's got these candles, so it, it looks kind of like the Saturn version of Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. but it has like a multiplane, like almost SNK like thing where you can like jump between multiplanes. Yeah. Yeah. And a claim made it, you know, so it's got a big lens flare in the logo and shit. So like <laughs> it's it's a hidden little gem. It's something, yeah. It is one of those it's like up there with meh. I was gonna say tattoo assassins, but tattoo assassins is on its own level. Do you guys know about tattoo it's, assassins? It's better than the Jackie Chan fighting game. Probably. That yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Sweet. So all right, uh, that's that should wrap it up for this episode. Let's um, really quickly, what uh, what upcoming streams do we have uh, for for this week? Uh, let me bring up the schedule. We'll see what's going on. Keep an eye on our socials. We got it. But uh, Monday through Thursday, we pretty much are streaming. Um, by the time this is out, you guys will have watched TJ play Bloodstained Monday night and watch Tornado Jones play play uh, Turtles in Time. And the day this goes out, you can catch Chris and Odin playing some Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Um, we oh, don't yeah. know our Thursday night throwdown yet of this week, but uh, I may force everyone to play Tournament Fighters for a little bit. We'll see if we can get that right. Hey, speaking of Earthworm Jim, did you see that little weird pre-order investor circle thing they did for the the Amigo, Coco, whatever the fuck they're calling it? I very nearly got that. I, for, I that had the gold it, one, it, you mean? You're getting ripped off, bro. I'm telling you. Nice little CG render you're buying there. Yeah. Oh, no. I might have missed it. What is Are you it? Tra- the, the Intellivision Amico is what you're talking to. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm oh. calling bullshit on their, their <laughs> fucking system, bro. Which which pre-order whatever thing are you talking about, though? The Investor think? Circle. It's oh. for the system. You get like... The, but the system is like another... Mm-hmm. It's another CGI render. The system doesn't actually exist. It's just... 
Hey, look, man, look, the OUYA taught me that you need a lot of money to develop fucking hardware. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. I got one. It's still sitting in my fucking trunk. I'm, I'm so lazy with that OUYA. I still haven't taken it to the recycling fucking dump. You know, like it's just sitting in my trunk. <laughs> I still have mine in my game closet. It's sitting there down there. Hardware is fucking tough to make, and I just, they're going to fuck this up, bro. Look at the Polymega, how long it's taken them, and and that was in great condition. That's the best I've ever seen hardware play, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I just don't believe, I don't believe, I think that wood paneling is going to, like, chip right off, you know what I mean? Like, if it ever comes, it'll just be, like, stickered paneling, and I, I just, you know, when, it, when, when I see them taking investor circles and rounds of fucking, like, funding from fans... <clears throat> like this man and there's nothing really like it's not like fig where they actually had to set up a security exchange fucking it's just commission fucking deal to get that going like this is something else entirely and i i i just don't i don't believe him i don't believe is this the one you're talking about with the first statement on it is with a fully refundable deposit yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's how you know you're never getting a refund yeah buddy. Like, <laughs> sorry guys great way to advertise you want to believe dude but it, I, I had it I, in my shopping cart and i was it. like almost checking out and then i was like you know what like <sighs> don't do it chris and don't I do it don't do it i didn't do it i didn't do it i, just, I closed the tab don't... and walked away Go look at your end game. He threw his computer right. away. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up buying another Sega Genesis clone console. God damn it. Better. <laughs> Man. It's like he's like, I got six more months of the military. Well, I'm going to fucking waste all my free money on you. Why not? Shit. Mm-hmm. You could have got a quest by now, but no. We have we have one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but no, the Polymega is, is what I like. That's the one I, I, I need. So mm-hmm. going all in on that. Well, um, but aside from that, okay, so yeah, so we got a lot of stuff we're streaming, uh, more to come on that. Um, if you want to check out Rob's streams, be sure to go to uh, sketchcraftlive.com so you can see I'm finishing up this uh, April O'Neil piece. Uh, really good stuff there. I try to tune in uh, whenever I can just to kind of see where you're at with that, Rob. It's good stuff. But you share pretty much the links all the time on social media. So if, if anyone follows you, on social media, they'll definitely see, uh, you know, when you're up and streaming. Yeah, and I just want people to know the patrons are going to get a nice little fold-out poster, and I will have prints uh, available for people who don't want to buy magazines. So you know, so they they pay a lot more. Like if you got if you pre-ordered the the Mega Visions issue nine, you're getting a nice fold-out poster with the magazine. You know, but I do have prints available separately whenever they'll be ready. But it's a fucking pain in the ass, dude. I can't. Like, it's just this fucking thing, man. I'm just like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. What was I, what was I thinking? Funny. What was, you know, I, I blame Arcade One Up. If I had never got mm. that Arcade One Up, I wouldn't be doing this right now. Damn my inspirations. So, you know, no, it's just because I want it literally right next to my fucking Arcade One Up. Mm-hmm. So, It'll all uh, be worth it. When it's all said and done, and you have that there. Um, yeah, after when... this, it's the cover, which is virtual on, and I got one more interior layout to finish, and then we're done. So yeah, it'll, it'll all be worth it when we're picking through the rubble at the tornado that hit because you showed up to too many games this coming year. And oh, you have these posters for everybody. Oh my god, all the posters get blown away. And then Chris can explain why he's taking too long to make. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be on. It'll be on you next time. 
I'm moving to Canada or something. So anyway, remember you can support uh, Mega Visions and subscribe to the issues by going to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash megavisions. And you can choose between a physical or digital issue of the magazine. Each issue is released quarterly, except for issue nine, which taken a little few more days. Um, and it contains all the original cover art, 64 pages of retro style design and reviews of classic and new Sega games. So be sure to go check that out. Uh, and there's also even a link to download a free uh, kind of like a issue zero of Megavision, so you can kind of see what the uh, the art and the style and, and the writing is like uh, right there on our Patreon. So go check that out. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Scrubverse. Check them out. Yeah. So yeah. that's uh, that's Tornado Jones and Anti Chris on Discord. They they run their own podcast. Yeah. Uh, where they talk about kind of like the overall gaming industry and kind of like what they've been doing with a focus on like fighting games and music and stuff like that. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. So check them out. Support them too. I'll be on their next episode. <laughs> yeah. The, the two biggest genres in the gaming industry. Hell yeah. Uh, that's all I got. See you later. Wee. <laughs> you said see you later. Like, that's what you get. That's it. One race, two G buy, winner takes all. I don't have any cash, but I do have the pink slip to my car. You brave, you brave. You're in. Do it fast, do it furious. On the street, where reputations are made. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. In a world beyond the law. Get it! We drive like we've done this before. We've done ever. If you have what it takes. You want a beer? Yo, Dom, why'd you bring that fool here? Because he kept me out of handcuffs. You can have it all. My brother likes you. Usually he doesn't like anybody. But when rivalries are a way of life. I thought we had an agreement. You stay away, I stay away. When loyalty is all that matters. You don't know this punk, Dom. Watch your back. You break a heart, I'll break your neck. Would you be willing? Yeah, stick by me. Maybe. To risk everything. Yeah! Dom!